Hey, Tilly, you want to hear a joke? I always want to hear a joke. The past, the present, and the future walk into a bar. It was tense. On this uh, week's episode of Another Digital Citizen, we talk of news of the week, Royal Rumble results. We talk about the two Oscar movies, La La Land and Lion. We have uh, talk about the Mandela effect. We talk about the sad film, A Dog Purpose. And I am Haunted by Haunted, episode two and kind of three. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh, this week's episode of Another Digital Citizen. It's episode 69. That means that we have an episode that we are going to do a lot of sex jokes, because it's 69. Get it? Get it? Uh, Sixth grade, yay. Yeah. Pee-pee. Poo. Um, Duties. Uh, oh no, I can't kiss a girl. I guess I get kudos. Um, what no, more? I've got a cold slow. <laughs> Not the same. Um, let's hi, say hi to the girl that gives us her kudos. Hello, Tilly. Hello, Fro. I don't, I don't have kudos. Uh, I have kitties. Every girl has kudos. I learned that in the kindergarten. Uh, well, okay, I respect your beliefs. Thank you. <laughs> I might not, not, might not believe the same thing, but I respect your beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> we don't agree, but I, I, I agree that you are crazy. Uh, <laughs> let's say hi to the man that uh, never got any goodies. Hello, uh, look. Hi, bro. Hi, everybody. You just I'm pretty sure most of the Trump what? can uh Trump camp probably believes in cooties. Oh so we should probably watch out for that when they get a cootie uh cootie ban. Cootie ban. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. I'd never be allowed to go to America. Well because <laughs> I was planning I'm, that in the next week anyway. Yeah, you know. I mean I'm not sure if I would go there right now, to be honest. But, I think I still uh, go to Disneyland. If somebody gave me tickets to Disneyland right now and a bunch of money. Really? I'd always go to Disneyland. Okay, let's talk about this first then, since we are talking about it. 
Uh, have anything happened in America this week, you look? Uh, yeah, a few things happened in America this week, but what? I think the biggest news uh, that hopefully we can get through pretty quick, because I was hoping we wouldn't talk at all about uh, Trump in the po- podcast this week, but pff, that's not going to happen. He makes sure <laughs> there's news about him every week. He does that on purpose. But... um. <laughs> He uh, signed an, an executive order to block people from seven countries, um, which uh, yeah. I guess we could talk about the seven countries, but they, uh, he said that they were from a list that he got from President Obama. Yeah. Well, yeah. Aren't Obama glad he's not on internet where he's vacationing? Well, I, mean, I guess the thing is that uh, the order, the executive order, only actually had Syria on it, but it mm-hmm. also said something to the effect of um, any other country uh, that we deem uh, a security threat. And so these were already on Obama's list of countries that were a security threat, so they just went in there automatically, I believe is what it is. They've just done um, like a As of last button. night... Go ahead. Sorry. Have they just done just a blanket ban? Everybody, if you're traveling over to America, you can't. If you're from, is it Iraq, Syria, Iran, Yemen? It's been quite confusing. Uh, so it's really hard <laughs> a to little, say. Uh, a little confusing. The last thing I saw <laughs> last night before I went to bed, um, and I went to bed very early in the morning, so it was I was watching the morning news from the East Coast, but uh, that there were people that were still being allowed into the country. Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, when they say a ban, it is a ban, but it's not a ban at all, also. So, it's very confusing, and the wording is all crazy, and if you listen to even the wording of the White House from one person to another, from, like, the president to the press secretary to other officials, they don't even know which one it is. They'll say one thing, and one person will say one thing, one person will say another thing. So it's very confusing. Um, but overall, it's not a great uh, – it, it's very – it looks really bad and probably doesn't help with terrorism when you think about it. That's the whole thing that Donald Trump's trying to say it does is help with terrorism. Yeah, and it's just fueling the fire, giving more reason for people to become radicalized. Right. Well, that um, – and I, I, these are also the seven countries that when – Barack Obama was in office, he was bombing the crap out of them. So it's we basically bombed the crap out of them for whatever, seven, six to seven years and then told them they couldn't come here to get away from us bombing them. Yeah. So that's... Well, I suppose, you know, if you're going to do that the no refugees thing makes sense in a complete dickhead way. But I, I find it fascinating because there's judges around in in America, for example, in Virginia, um, Judge uh, Looney M. Brinkman of the U.S. District Court of Houston District of Virginia um, issued a temporary training order affecting 63 people at the, at the Dallas International Airport outside of Washington, D.C., and uh, it said that it was it had to permit lawyers to access to all legal present re- 
residents being detained. So, I mean, it's been an order where I'm, 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 I'm honest. I'm not fucking stupid, but I don't understand this. Like, is it a ban? Is it a... That's, maybe, that's what I was saying, Fro, is they don't understand it. Is, it. It was I so mean, hastily so put confusing. out. It was so hastily put out that yep. uh, even the people who were implementing it didn't really understand what they were doing. So mm-hmm. they're uh, detaining people they didn't need to detain. They were just detaining everybody because they thought, oh, well, this is the best thing to do because uh, we don't want to um, let in anybody that isn't on the list of people. But we don't really know. Uh, they They put it out there and then... Uh, didn't really specify a whole lot on what they wanted to do. Like I, I heard about it. I think on I believe it was Friday. Friday was the first time I heard about it. Friday night, uh, and then didn't hear about the actual countries it was going to affect until Saturday night, Sunday, I believe. Uh, so it, it it's all kind of c- come out very slowly, and over the weekend. Because it came out slowly, even the uh, other officials and people um, in the government were not informed of what this was going to happen. They, other, they had no clue that the uh, Trump administration was going to come out with this. So everybody was completely caught off guard, including the people who were in charge of uh, detaining people. So yes, everybody was confused, not just Ufro, including the people who were in charge. So... I mean, uh, but yeah, these seven countries, Iraq, Syria, Iran, Sudan, Libya, Somalia, and Yemen. Those sound familiar at all to you guys? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. If you guys go back a couple weeks when we did our um, uh, YouTube uh, segment, I don't know how this came up. It was just totally at random that I picked that video because I thought it was a cool video for the YouTube segment. But uh, mm-hmm. with... Um, it's called The Plan. I posted it up on our Facebook page, Another Digital Citizen Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, uh, a military, former military general talking about the seven countries in the plan. And this was in 2007, and they're the same countries. So yep. that was during the Bush administration, by the way. So this is these seven Great countries thing have, gone, to go back to. <laughs> have gone through three presidents. Obama was bombing <laughs> the crap out of them the whole time. Um, and this is just a continuation. I know a lot of people are really, really pissed off because it's Trump and everything, but this is just a continuation of the same policies. Um, you know what I mean? So, yes, yeah. it, it is terrible uh, that Trump would do this, especially because he put in specific uh, wording in, in the executive order that said to give Christians uh, a, a better chance of getting in. <laughs> uh, so are you Christian? Kind of, yes, I am. Yeah, you promise? Easy yes, to... I do. Okay. I think okay. the idea. What, hey, what well, I, I heard was is checking Facebook pages and checking social media to see if you would put down, you know, in your religion status on your Facebook page. If oh, you yeah, put down it's, it's not impossible. Right. It's it's impossible to lie on Facebook. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody has two or three Facebook pages, so that works. What's his stunts um, on Jedi's? <laughs> right, the Jedi religion, you mean? Yeah, well, we've, we've said it's not, not a religion really anymore. Like, maybe, maybe Trump will say, like, Jedi's can travel. Uh, or would he prefer Jedi. the dark side? Uh, oh, he's from the dark side. But thankfully, people have 
come out uh, in in uh, demonstrations against this and uh, i mean you know you know people are against donald trump when insane clown posse <laughs> so I can't. Yeah, keep a straight well, voice. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about the protests at the uh, airports first. But, okay. uh I was pretty proud of America this week, and I, I yes. mean, I I talk a lot of crap about how dumb people are. And last week, I talked a lot about the protests and how some mm-hmm. of the protests were spontaneous and some of the protests were planned. This was a very spontaneous, very heartfelt, yeah. peaceful protest. And was there really wasn't beautiful. as many people as the women's march, but. Uh, there was still a lot of people all around the country, and yep. uh, it was very, very uh, moving to see. Yeah, I I agree. It uh, it was uh, it was so good to see that people uh, were fed up with this already. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I can't I can't I can't see how he is going to survive four years if he's going to do something strange like this every week. Right. This is it's it can't be a constant media frenzy. This is just but, we got to remember we're only uh, I think <laughs> under fifteen days into yeah. his presidency. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good side, Taylor. Yeah, I mean we got to. I wish you could see my face. About, <laughs> the thing about this ban and everything is it's not like. This is a super surprise because he did say all through the campaign he was going to do this exact no, no, thing. It's, it, it's so, not a surprise at all. But he said uh, a lot. Uh, of there things. is one thing to say about it is like he said that uh, we got to get rid of all the lying politicians and uh, during his campaign. So he just goes in there and he does all the crappy things without lying about it. See how that <laughs> works? <laughs> True. Well, that is, I think I said this a while ago when he was first potentially coming into power. I was like, well, at least he... Like, we know that politicians, most of them, I think the majority, deep down are horrific people. And they put on a front. At least Trump doesn't put on the front. And if he does, it's to make himself look worse. Right, right. at least we can see it. Right. So back to the jugglers. Um, um Insane clown posse. Like I, I never understood this, but um, that's me. Um, but I, what, I like. Sorry. The group as a like an entity. You never understood them. No. I, but I'm uh, not it's a, a. It's kind of like a. It's a. I would say Trailer Park Boys American thing, like white right. white trash American yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, so, they they. Came from the same place that Eminem did, as far as like rapping. Right. Yeah. So to a lot of people, uh, they seem from the exact same town and everything. So yeah, uh, Eminem. Really, they just really went with the boring gimmicky. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, um, Eminem. I know that story because unfortunately, I really like Eminem and Dick likes ICP. So we have lots of discussions about the fact that Eminem was starting up and he tried to do a gig. Uh, or whatever, rap battle, whatever they did. Um, and he put loads of flyers out saying that ICP would be there and then sort of gave them a flyer and sort of looked at them as if, like, you inviting them and they were bigger, as they say at the time, than he was. So that started a huge sort of feud and they reckon that Eminem got famous off the back of that feud. I thought they were cool when I was, like, 14. Uh, I think some of the songs are funny. Like, 
when oh, you're really yeah. drunk, oh, there's when definitely it's four some in the comedy. morning. Yeah. And uh, the there is a very it's a very um, it's like a community thing uh, to like juggalos or whatever. So I guess that kind of was where this comes from. But right. Uh, but I find it fascinating. Juggalo. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I find it fascinating. Like one of the, they they send out a, a press a relief more or less, and it says the juggalo family must truly shine and show America and the world that we're not a gang, public menace, cult, or any other untrue labels that have in, in, attempted to be slapped uh, on us through the years. We will. We must. Uh, uh, collectively show them that we are truly are a family that are un, uh, united. United, thank you, uh, by a shared love of music and fellowship. I right. I love that. I think it's really nice. I mean, if you if you really must have have a have a march, and and I I think you you do uh, to show. To show that uh, uh, you are against the policies uh, that Trump are setting out. What more? No, more, that's more not what this is about. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nope. This uh, is about you, them being. Got to read the gang, article. Yeah, you got to read the article it. more closely. Oh, oh. But it, if you read the article more closely, right here it says uh, the fan base in 2011 assembled uh, the. Bureau of National Gang Intelligence Center, uh, I guess, has, has deemed them a gang or uh, what, what was the other word for it they used? I can't find it right now. So this isn't against Trump. I was so sure when I read. Oh, this. a gang or a cult? A gang or a cult movement? No, it's not. Oh, okay. uh, no, well, it's they're basically... it's against the government, so Trump is the president. So. I guess, kind of in a way, but go ahead, Tilly. Yeah, they're sort of like, if you remember when Slipknot was massive and there was lots right. of Slipknot fans that all wore Slipknot hoodies, every day they were in the same Slipknot hoodie or, you know, they were all in a Slipknot hoodie constantly. They could identify each other when they're out. They've got their safe place, but they're different to the rest of the population. It's kind yeah, of but... like that with the Juggalos. They're, they wear the face paint and stuff and they might try to act like thugs and stuff but they're not they're most of them out there are just kids that feel like they're pushed out by the rest of the well i'd like to point out i think this same group think they uh consider black lives matter a uh a gang or a terrorist type group so they anybody who all gets (laughs) and it you got to understand america a group of more than three people who all dress alike and have goals towards one specific purpose whether it be against the government or not it could be considered a gang or cult or threat. Wow. Does that make sense? That's when I was in school, knowledge. when I was in school, if you were, uh, there were rules that if there were three or more people and you all dressed alike and you uh, did specific things together or whatever, that you would be considered a gang and you could get in trouble for that. At uh, my school, yes. every one of us had to dress the same. <laughs> right. And th- that was always the joke is what about the football team? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. They're all like, and they all do the same things, and they all hang out together. Um, but I guess this, I find this it is kind more, of weird because this is more a, on like a federal level where they're saying the Juggalos are a gang to be watched. And the thing about now is we have freedom of information 
or not the free, the uh, Patriot Act, um, which basically allows if you're a gang or considered a terrorist group, they can bug your phones, they can watch you. You don't have any rights at that point in America. So, I guess I find it kind of interesting because I I, I was reading the article and I uh, at the end of the article it says the what we you talked about the the FBI report from 2011, but I didn't connect it to that. And that that was the reason. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Maybe I think that everybody that goes in the demonstration is against Trump. <laughs> no, I think it you says were just here. Yeah, There's because it was quote. a protest and yeah. it was in Washington. But yeah, yeah. this uh, real quick, Tilly. Uh, this uh, is going to be on September 16th in the nation's capital is when they plan it. You can go to their website if you are actually interested in going to this. It's called the Juggalo March. Uh, they're marching on Washington against being called a gang. So, go mm, ahead, yeah. It says, thousands of juggalos are expected to descend on the National Mall later this year to protest being classified as criminals in addition to, and this is quotes, standing up for their civil rights and the rights of others who have been oppressed or discriminated by reckless law enforcement agencies. And hmm. that was on Wednesday on their website. Interesting. So that's what it's about, the, the reckless law enforcement agencies and then oppressing people and discriminating against people. Hmm. So that's nice. I, yeah. <laughs> Not nice um, that it's happening, but it's nice that, you know, the more, at least awareness is being brought to things. That's one positive about... you get from all this kind of, well, all this Trump malarkey. <laughs> but talking about Trump, uh, yeah. No, he was supposed to meet with your queen. Yeah, there's. Well, you know that's that's what happens when you get a new president. They come over and meet the prime minister and meet the queen. It, it's, mm-hmm. you know, she's had the. Was it one of the Saudi kings? Sure. It's my favorite thing, you know, she she meets up with them. So right. it didn't surprise me, but I know I can see why people are up in arms about it because we don't want. The likes of him around here, really. Mm. There's, uh, yeah, a lot of people turning up at the Houses of Parliament. I can't, how many people was it? It looks like thousands. Mm. Yeah, I heard of, thousands. Uh, yeah. Of the there's, picture there's, I, I'm looking at, it really looks like it's many people. It's, well, let's it's do the lot. video right now since we're talking about it because I did a, I have a video of, of it so let's oh. go to the YouTube video real quick um, let me know when you guys have that up but it says thousands of people including uh, MP Ed Miliband do you know who that oh, is Tilly? yeah I do know who Ed Miliband is good or bad what do you think um, <laughs> unfortunate I'd say he's okay. he's alright but he's, he's still a politician his brother's David Miliband it's right Ed was more. It's like having with Debbie, Debbie Wasserman. It's like having Debbie Wasserman Schultz at the women's march last week. It's like the no, not. We don't need Debbie Wasserman Schultz there. Who screwed over Bernie Sanders? <laughs> All right, we got the video up. Yep. yep. All right, it's so real quick. Forty-nine seconds. Uh, three, two, one, play. What's happened, UK? <laughs> so yeah, you can see they kind of do a pan back. Here, oh, there's some cool signs. That's one yep. thing about these protests is really interesting signs. There's a good shot of how giant it was. That Pretty was, massive. There's a lot of people there. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. That is... 
Like you couldn't see the end of the people down the street. No. And you can hear how loud the crowd is. Nice no sign. Yep, I agree yeah. with that lady. Right, yeah. Because this is what that, this amount of people protesting, it's, I don't know, at least people are coming together, people are making their voices heard. I, I think it's kind of, uh, it's kind of amazing because, uh, like, when you see how much that has happened, uh, uh, with Trump getting in power, how much people are getting engaged in 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 demonstrations and elections and things like that. Uh, like that, that's the only nice thing I can say about this. It it seems like it's uh, people together uh, for a course. Yeah, everybody's getting a common enemy again. Yeah. Well, if, if now. But um, hey, here in Norway we had some good news as well. Um, Yay! Uh, we have had same-sex marriage laws for a while, uh, but the church itself voted this week uh, to embrace sex. Uh, same-sex uh, marriage laws in their uh, congregations. Uh, we talked about uh, the church being uh, split uh, from from uh, the state, and this yeah. is one of the reasons why it was split uh, from the uh, from the state was that that uh, the church itself could uh, vote for being. Uh, and against or embracing sex, same-sex marriage, and it was uh, voted for that, that it uh, was going to have it. And uh, the first gay couple that was married in a church was 69 and 70 years old. So, um, yeah, and they sent it uh, live on the biggest newspaper homepage Aww. this week. Two, two ladies or two men? Two men. Oh, cool. It was really nice and beautiful. That's very sweet. And I cried a little tear, to be honest. I think I would. I kind of want to see it. Right. And I also have to just move my cat because she's um, yeah, scratching she's a box. Make, who's making all the noise? <laughs> I was wondering I was what like, that was. Yeah, yeah this is Bluebell. I have a sewing machine box and it's cardboard. And she's decided uh -huh. that she's going to climb up onto all the shelves and attack it. And you can stop it. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, guys. No, likes to, okay. She wants to be famous. She's just trying to get involved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's trying to be on the podcast. Yeah, I think she embraces the whole same-sex marriage thing. She's excited about it. She's trying yeah. to say her piece. She's meowing about it. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I I I see I see some good things around the world. It's not all bleak. Um, I think um, is what Tron is going to tell uh, the truth about is also kind of an interesting thing because it's going to talk about uh, his problem with the liberals but he, he's more or less saying before you listen to it he's more or less saying uh, you need to vote 
and I do agree with that. I, I don't. I don't find it as bleak as he does, but but uh, I think he's let, also saying you you need to engage in politics and, and right. get involved and go out and you know canvas and maybe even uh, put your name in for a ballot or something yeah. like that. Try to yeah, change try things. To do something. Uh, even right, we talk a lot about Trump uh, and him getting in into office, but we don't talk a lot about the fact that. Um, it wasn't just Trump who won uh, in no. the Republicans. It, they oh, won the House and the Senate. So um, it, when people say, oh, it was just Trump got in because of this, got in because of that. Well, the House and the Senate went Republican, too. So you can't really say oh, yeah. too much about the way the country's going when everything's going that way. So, so but yeah, let's, go ahead, let's, uh, Yeah, let's listen to Trump's uh, problem with liberals. Hello, this is Trump but Trump tells the truth. Last week there were big marches all over the world. Women from all kinds of society marched against Trump and his ban on everything is good for women. It was fantastic to see people come together like that and protest against the fascist president of the United States in the White House. But I have still a little question about this. Is why didn't a lot of you did that did this October? Yes. Why didn't you do it? in October before he was elected. I know a lot of people are going to hate me for what I'm saying now, but this is a typical liberal bullshit they always do. They're always a little bit too late. Liberals like to go in marches and fight when it's really desperate, but keep maintaining politics from day to day? No, not that interested. We're going voting in midterms election? No, not that Doing things on local level, not always that interesting either. I had, well, My last segment on this show was, shit can happen, and shit is happening now all over the place. That's typical liberal. While conservatives stand for their principles, liberals get frightened, hide themselves, and don't want to do anything. You know what? You are the majority. But still, the minority is winning and voting and taking power. They are sitting there in local school boards and local cities and running the show while you are doing nothing. And that has been going for years. You can, you can say like, yeah, they cheated with the elections, but still, they are doing things. A little example from the election in 2000. Al Gore was the perfect candidate. He had eight years with success. American was in surplus, the economy was great, he still lost. Well, right after he lost, he took to throw away his tie, a buckle of buttons on his sweater, and took a bear with Bon Jovi. Everyone asked himself, why didn't you do that before the election? Show that you are a normal person, show that you don't have to be perfect, say all the right things, do all the right things all the time. I'm sorry, you can sit there and say you don't like that, that's how the society is. But that's how the society is. That's the problem with liberals. They always think that if they wish hard, society is going to be better. They always think that they can use their marches and sing along, play, spread on Facebook, everything. But elections matter and politics matter because they're, they're the power is. I try to explain that to people in the local election in a way too. You know what? You can be mad how much you want. But 
is in the city council where the power is where everything is around well I don't know what to say to you but the conservatives doesn't win because they have the majority they win because liberals are lazy and don't know how politics works that's the problem you can figure that out you have two years on you two years then you can take governor seats senate seats and congress seats but you're still gonna think like this we're doing today in two years time a be a fucking bunch of prima donnas you're gonna lose again and again and again and again and again this was Trump but Trump tells the truth so yeah no I totally agree with Trump uh, there, there's there's things that needs to change and I think there's there's a way of doing it and I, I think it's going to be really interesting uh, with you in the next election and is it just two years to the next election well until until the next election for uh, specific senate and uh, house seats okay so, yeah some people the ter- there it depends on the state and things like that some people's terms come up sooner and some some later so it depends on when they when they got elected and things like that but uh, another presidential election won't be another another four. So right. we, it is possible that we could take back either the House or the Senate in two years, though, uh, as Democrats. So uh, how likely is that? I, I it's too early to call. Way too early to call. So. And is there any way to like overturn the president once they're in? Uh, impeachment. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which I there there is already people that have filed uh, lawyers and things that have filed for impeachment for Donald Trump. So uh, chances are those those (laughs) things won't go anywhere because it's a little early. But if something serious happens, then yeah. Uh, We have a Facebook where there has been a lot of uh, things being posted. Um, Please keep posting there. Uh, If you are a member, uh, you can search for it. It's another digital citizen. On Facebook, you can be. Uh, you can ask to be a, a member. I have actually this week uh, said yes to someone that was uh, asking to become a member. I get a notification if if you want to become a member. It's not a secret group, but you have to search for it. It's right. another digital citizen, and and we say yes to you. As uh, I I do look up on your profile, so. If it's obvious you're a sex robot, uh, I don't like right. that idea. Yeah, we don't want sex exactly. robots. No. No offense, well. you can go and sex robot somewhere else. <laughs> and uh, honestly, we... if you're a Trump supporter and you you're on, you want on our page and you want to post stuff, we're not going to delete it. No. Uh, we'll talk. We, we might bash you, but we won't delete yep. it. Yeah. So. Nope. I, I never... I'd be really interested, to be honest. I never, ever deleted something I'm against on. On the page, no. I just deleted pages that was incorrectly linked or something like that. Yeah, oh, if it right. doesn't that, work. That will always happen with Facebook, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we have uh, also an email address. Uh, it's another digital citizen at gmail dot com. Another digital citizen at uh, gmail dot com. Have we gotten our weekly mail from our friend? Uh, no, 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 Jeremy's uh... email. He's yeah. probably under the weather, uh, as he had surgery last week. So, still thinking about you, Jeremy. Yep. Uh, 
uh, whatever you feel better. If you feel like sending something, send us something in. I know that when you're on those hard prescription pills, sometimes it's not easy to type. I did not laugh. Yeah. I did not laugh about that. I laughed about the cat in the background. <laughs> well, she's reminding me okay. that he wanted the cricket scores, but I don't really want to tell him. Why? Because I, I because I've got them up here, and uh, England lost to India. India Aww. won by seventy-five runs. So I'm sorry, Jeremy, that it's bad news while you're not feeling all that great. But get some more of the free drugs. <laughs> Maybe. Right, you want to talk about ha- talk about handball, bro? While we're talking about sports. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and Norway won the silver in handball for for uh, well, they, yeah they men. lost to France but yeah. yeah they got second that was nice first time in ever uh, but, uh, maybe we will have Jeremy on one podcast because I know he's home and sitting home he couldn't be on the podcast today because it's his wife's birthday today so hey Leila. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. But maybe he will be on the podcast soon. He's a nice guy. And I like to talk to him. And he's uh, he has some interesting stories, to say, mm-hmm. the, say the least. Hey, uh, Luke, have you watched anything on t- TV this week? Uh, yeah, you're breaking up a little, Fro. But uh, I watched... Um... Well, there was the frequency finale this week, end of that show. I, I think we're not really. I'm not 100 percent sure if it's gonna get uh, more episodes or not, but uh, uh, who knows? I thought it wrapped up really good. Did you watch the end of this, bro? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was happy with it. I thought it had a good little um, ending to the murder mystery storyline of it and everything. So yeah, um, we don't need a season two. To, uh, no, to... it, you could do it, but we don't oh, need yeah. it at all. We don't need it. Um, but, but... I watched the first five minutes of Riverdale and turned it <laughs> off because it was total garbage. Um, I won't even ask yeah, what it that's about. took me five then. minutes and I was like, wow, this is not... Uh, I, I talked about it last week. <laughs> um, oh, and then uh, another thing Fro talked about last week, I watched the, the first two episodes of Path, which was effing amazing and i don't know where they're going with it after the second episode i'm super excited for tonight actually so so amazing have you watched any more of the path tilly no i'd forgotten that it come back to be honest oh you have to yeah you gotta watch let me write it down in big because it is going in a new direction we can say that i really want to talk about it (laughs) and i can't i'll write it down in big uh, next week we will talk about the three, Tilly. Wait, do you see the three? The three? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a oh, three. three, you mean? Oh. <laughs> it's a three. Right. Uh, anyways. Um, uh, yeah. What else? Nothing? Oh, else? that was it. Okay. What about you, Tilly? Uh, I saw the second season of Witless. Of that what? I spoke about last week. Witless. Right. Oh, Witless. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit hard, especially with my accent, because it's Willis. It's a bit hard for people to understand, maybe. But yeah, um, that <laughs> brilliant. Because obviously at the end of... <laughs> it's, it's, it's more than okay till it's just me <laughs> that have a bad time of hearing. Oh, wow. What else? <laughs> Your accent yeah. is, is British, and I love it. So, 
But it's not eloquent British. It could be I... if I put my actual British voice on and oh. properly elocuted <laughs> all of my words and made sure that I said every T. But that's not how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> It takes so much energy, oh my god. But yeah, witless. Yeah. Um because I don't I don't want to spoil things, but if you've not seen the first season, why would you jump into season two? But yeah, after it how it ended, um, with the shooting, it just goes even more crazy than it was. And I watched the whole season just straight in one go. Because I had to watch the next one, then had to watch the next one. It's still funny, it's still sort of pretty cheap. But mm. it's it's good. It's amusing, and I very much enjoyed it. Cool. And what else did I watch? I'm sure I've, I've watched loads of TV. I've not watched any LA Hair. As I, <laughs> I caught up with that, and she just sacked everybody. Like this newest season, I was saying there was a new season that had come up, and that's how I ended up watching it. She sacked everybody that was in it before. All the good people, and just kept one person. Who wasn't even like the main person? Oh, screw you, Kim Kimball. I ain't watching that anymore. <laughs> they all wanted too much money to be on the show, so they were they were just canned. So Gross. maybe. <laughs> I think Anthony should have stayed. I have no clue what, who you're talking about, so. Uh, I think he's from like he's on the first episode, and I think okay. if you've if you watch any old episodes of The Soup, I'm sure Anthony's there's clips of him on it. Remember sure. Joel McHale taking them out. Me too. Uh, yeah. Mm. How has nobody like another channel come up with some other show that's like the soup? I mean, there's I know. Tosh Point Oh, but that's terrible. Yeah, that's Tosh Point Oh. And it's and, and it's, it's not, not about it TV, minute. right? No, it's internet. Yeah. It's about internet. Yeah. I'd want something about our terrible TV. But what about you, Fro? Have you seen anything in TV this week? I have seen something really British this week. Ooh. I've seen. Waiting for God. And I think it's freaking hilarious. It's an old, old show. An old BBC show. And I, I was never... going to say, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. yeah I don't... It's called Waiting for God. Okay. And uh, it's five seasons. And I love the actors. And it's so... It's so dry and it's so funny. Oh, okay. I saw this when I was younger. Yes, it's about two pe- two older people that are yes, waiting, waiting for God. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> waiting for God. Really. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I remember I seeing like episodes this. of this on OPB when I was younger, but yeah. Because yeah. she was in mm-hmm. something else as well. Never ever saw seen it before. Um, I also uh, wanted to see something other old. Uh, that I had never seen before. So I started watching Tales from the Crypt. And it's so cheesy. And it's so funny. That's, yeah, it really is cheesy. It's so cheesy. It is so, so over the top uh, uh, bad that it's fun. But, but it's so funny to see like actors that are really big now. Like a really young uh, um, Demi Moore, for example, um, and and also like directors uh, that uh, that you like. Oh my God, have they really directed an episode of <laughs> from the crypt? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's funny that way. 
So th- those are the two old shows that I watched, and I saw the second season of The Story of God with Morgan Freeman this week. I still love Morgan Freeman, and I still love this TV show. So that was my TV show this week. Let's cool. move uh, This week, uh, we're going to talk about two movies. One I saw... Uh, and it's called Lion. Um, it's uh, an, uh, uh, sorry, it's a movie f- from 2016, of course, because it's nominated for an Oscar in 2017. And uh, I had no expectations going into this movie uh, at all. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting when I I want. I wanted to see it because uh, it's uh, nominated for a Golden Globe for for the best uh, picture. But I also wanted to see it uh, more or less because it it, uh, has uh, directed by by a man called Garth uh, Davis. And and I uh, totally... Uh, loved uh, um, uh, uh, Top of the Lake, uh, and he was uh, director of of that uh, TV show. I think it was mm, Tree Farm, but this is his uh, first uh, movie that he has ne- ever made. It doesn't really have any people that you uh, you know in this. Uh, he's working, by the way, on Mary Magdalena. But uh, uh, there's Sonny Pavar. You don't know any people uh, that I'm going to read. But Ashkek uh, Beracht, for example. Yeah. You you know all his movies, don't you, Luke? Ashkek no. Beracht. No? No, I just said no. About this, this Dev yeah. Patel, though. I know, but uh, but uh, it's it's uh, uh, it's about uh, an Indian family, and and of course you need Indian actors, so no people you're going to recognize. And I give this. Well, uh, it's got Dev Patel, it's got Nicole Kidman, and it's got Rooney Mara. Yeah, I know. Okay, so those are three <laughs> people you're going to recognize. I know, but but, but other than that, but. I would give this an um, eight out of ten. I think. All right, this uh, had a twelve million dollar budget, and it grossed nineteen million. Uh, came out January, uh, January seven, January six, two thousand seventeen. So yeah, in the USA. All right, and I covered La La Land. I watched this week. Um, Did you watch director the Damien. whole thing? <sighs> Well, I fast-forwarded through a lot of the singing, but there isn't as much singing as I thought there was going to be, so... Okay. Uh, I mean, there, there's a few songs, but, I mean, I did start fast-forwarding, like, literally at the, in five, five seconds into the movie, and then mm-hmm. fast-forwarded to minute five, because I instantly was like, oh, there's a traffic jam? I know exactly that everybody's going to get out of their car and start dancing. I'm not freaking stupid. Like it, this is the I thing about say, these kind of movies. I'm like, singing. I can, I can. To- well, they're singing while they're dancing. Um, 
I I have the ability at least at this point to when, in these kind of musical movies I can sense I'm like up oh, these MFers are about to start singing. I can tell already. <laughs> so I just woman. start fast forwarding and if I get to a point where there's no more singing then I just keep watching from there and eh, it was Oscar bait. It was what it was directed by Damien Chazelle. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone uh, were the main two actors in it. They like there was a lot of side people, but they really weren't important important to the film. It was very based on these two characters. Came out December twenty fifth, uh, two thousand sixteen. Thirty million dollar budget. It grossed a uh, hundred and seven million almost so far. Um, this is really an Oscar bait movie. Like I said, it's based in LA it's about making movies it's actors who are actually in a relationship in Hollywood like a hall to Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, actual Hollywood couple so they're they're just basically trying to sell this movie as hard as they can to the Oscar uh, committee so it was all right give it? as far as the cinematography goes it was amazing uh, very yeah. well uh, very very meticulously um, shot you could tell they took a long time on every single shot of this movie as far as storyline, is the most basic love story you've ever seen in your entire life. Um, I don't know. I'd give this a five, five and a half. Nothing special, Ooh. really. And I don't like musicals, so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why I wanted you to watch this. <laughs> if you're a if you're a movie geek who uh, knows about uh, cinematography and you enjoy seeing. If you can, if you can point out what kind of lens they're using on a specific shot, you'll love this movie. If not, then Ooh. yeah. So it's a throw movie. Um, <laughs> it's a long I mean, movie as well, by the looks of it. The other thing is, I'm not. I, I really this is a very. It. Uh, it's only two hours. Uh, it's um. It's a very girly movie as well, and I'm not a very girly. Per- I'm. A, I, I guess in. <laughs> If I was in uh, <laughs> England, they'd call me a lad more than anything else. So yeah. I don't know if we have a word for that over here. Uh, a bro or something like that, I guess. Yeah, you're, you're a bloke. Right. <laughs> we don't really have a word for that over here. So. Introduce uh, it. Start saying bloke. Right. I want that to go over to America. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Overall, I would probably give it, yeah, like a five and a half, uh, maybe a six. Uh, uh, I'd say it's a good date movie if you want to take a girl to it. It, it would be a great date movie. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I would not expect this to do great in, over over some of the other movies that seem like they have a lot more intricate storylines and a lot more uh, feeling. Where this one, it, it was made as Oscar bait. So that's our Oscars for this week. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I'm so stoked. <laughs> I know it's going to probably be one of the best movies I ever seen. I, mean, I already, but uh, it I just, already it is... know I'm going to like it better. <laughs> I like well, yeah, musicals, and I'm obviously going to like it better. Movie geek, you're obviously going to like it better because you like musicals, and yeah. uh, you have a positive out- outlook probably going into it. Where I was kind of like. I don't want to watch a musical going into that stuff. <laughs> Already resisting before you even start. And I, I mean, as far as like, uh, I can just see the Oscar bait all over it. So right. that really, it, it hindered it to me, to be honest with you. So, right. 
Hey, uh, Tilly. Yes. Have you ever seen Casablanca? No. The movie? No, I haven't. No, it's. An I know really famous a... bits of it and things, and I know. You know. What the is the most gist. famous thing you know from that? Uh, the bit at the end. Okay. Oh, I should know this because they do it in Red Dwarf. What? Um, what does some days, say? maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but yeah. Right. She's talking about a different scene then, for always. But no, what, I, what, what is he saying to the piano player? Do you know? Which is no. in the beginning of the movie, or more towards oh. the beginning of the movie. But... Have, you no, heard ex- have you heard the expression, play it again, Sam? Oh, yes, I have. Did you know that, know that that was, was that. <laughs> this movie? No. Well, Tilly, it isn't. Oh, so I was right to not know it. It's not a line in that movie. Yeah. It's it's never been in in the movie. It's okay. never said in this movie. But if you ask a moviegoer, a movie buff, someone that knows movies, played against them, is from Casablanca. I love that you asked me that question. Do you know <laughs> what we call that? Is it the Mandela effect? We call it the Mandela effect. That's 110% correct. What a guess. Ah. Amazing. Just pulled that straight out of the air. Uh-huh. <laughs> it couldn't be that you have read something about the Mandela effect this week, maybe? Well, I have this week. I hadn't before. I hadn't <laughs> ever heard of it before. Me neither. Just what? Brilliant. Yeah. Never heard about this. Uh, okay. Not as a thing. Like, I've heard of this happening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Specific examples you had heard of, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, just... Well, we'll go into what it is, because this is going to be a very confusing conversation for people to listen to if we don't explain it. <laughs> but, uh, right. but so I, the Mandala I, effect... I... Yeah. Come on, look. The Mandala effect is a pseudoscientific belief that some differences between one's memory and the real world are caused by an accidental travel between alternate universes or time mm-hmm. travel as I'm to understand it. So if you want to know a lot about this, go watch the TV show timeless right now. Cause this last <laughs> yes. episode was all about this. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> timeless is a really good TV show. Right, I watched way. that episode last night too. Um, yeah. and I was like, wow, this is totally about <laughs> what we're talking together. about on the show tomorrow. This is crazy. Yeah, I know. It's a really good show. But, yeah, uh, yeah what, what did you think about this before uh, you did uh, the research uh, look? Oh, well, I guess I'd heard about, like you said, um, specific uh, examples of this, but I think this is a pretty new um, name for the phenomenon. So, um, as far as it being called this, uh, not a whole lot, but I there are certain certain things in my mind uh, that have happened, uh, which uh, I think a very good example of this was the Goonies. You've both seen the Goonies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, is, if you get the DVD of the Goonies, there is a scene in the Goonies uh, DVD extras where they get to the pirate ship, and yeah. a giant um, octopus comes out of the water and attacks them. Right. Not in the original movie 
It's in the right. extras. But when I was mm-hmm. a kid, I watched a version that it was in the movie. I saw it. And years later, people told me, no, that never existed. That never existed. And then 15 years later, the DVD comes out. And on the extras is that scene that I saw when I was a kid that I insisted to everybody was real and nobody believed me. So, <laughs> so uh, did you watch the director's cut or something? Originally? Uh, I've tried to figure out where I saw it. I know I had seen a version of it that didn't have it in it. And then I went over I went over to a friend's house and we rented it from a video store. And that version had it in it. Because I remember mm. both me and my friend had seen it before. And um, we were both like, "What? where did this scene come from? What is this? This is so weird. And then, you know, we took the, the VHS tape back. And, you know, it became kind of the thing in my mind over... Uh, remembering it, whatever, five years later, I'm like, was that real? Was that real? I had to go to my friend. Do you remember that? My friend was like, I don't remember that. You know, he's got a terrible memory. Um, but yeah, that happened to me. So uh, I, in my own life, it, that kind of thing has happened to me. Uh, I guess one explanation for that specific one would be maybe I got some type of screener VHS copy that ended up at this video rental yeah. store on accident. You know what I mean? That well, it'd was, be easy or maybe enough like a, people would bootleg them, wouldn't they? They'd get the, or maybe those like, copies. Maybe there was some type of foreign release that went to, you know, England that had that scene and America didn't have that scene. And I got the mm. that version or, you know, there's always those possibilities. But um, it was always a strange thing in my life. And then it wasn't until like 15 years later, the DVD came out that I found out that I was right and wasn't a crazy person who thought <laughs> I remember seeing in this movie that did never exist. So. Yeah, it's it, I I I I have had this happening to me as well, and 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 I mean uh, uh, the Forrest Gump example they gave, uh, for example, I was pretty sure of. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> incorrectly. <laughs> it's it it is, but uh, why is it called? Let's get in, you want to get into the list? Or? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, uh, why is it called the Mandela Effect, uh, Tilly? It's named after the instance in which a large group of people all shared the same memory that Nelson Mandela died prior to his actual 2013 death, usually sometime in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. It says, the effect ex- exploded in popularity on the internet when a peculiar e- example popped up where a majority of people seem to have recalled the Berenstain Bears books as being spelt as Berenstein or some other variation differing from the actual spelling as presented by the evidence. Mm. So yeah, it's Berenstein. The I, thing. I had always called it Berenstein when I was a kid. That's what I remember it as too. So yeah. But it was actually Berenstein. Yeah. But yeah, that's why it's called the Mandela effect because there's a lot of people that thought he'd died sometime in the 80s. And this is Ultimate Warrior. Well, you guys probably don't remember this because, well, you probably weren't watching wrestling at the time. But Ultimate Warrior left and everybody and he came back, I think, at WCW. And everybody said that he had died and they brought back a fake Ultimate Warrior. There's this <laughs> whole thing at the time. And everybody mm-hmm. believed that Ultimate Warrior died, but he hadn't actually died. So I heard that rumor. Right. It's kind of like that. But uh, this one's a little more extensive because the. Uh, he went to jail at one point, so I think they believe that he died in jail, uh, Nelson Mandela. So that this would have been, yeah, like, it would have been a little more confusing because it would have been harder to tell. But I guess 
<laughs> a little harder to tell, you think? <laughs> well, you think that the prison would have records, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I I I think it's interesting. I mean, it's it's an interesting interesting theory, and and uh, I like when we talk about things like this. But I I do think I do think it's kind of it's kind of ludicrous to say that remembering it incorrectly is because of time travel. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you on that one. It's I mean, sort of. All right, common misconceptions is what it is. It's a yeah. common misconception. Like, oh, I thought he died. Yeah, I thought he died as well, but no, he's just died. Yesterday. I don't think oh, it's right. necessary. I think time travel would be a secondary uh, explanation, where the original explanation is: let's say that every day that you went to bed and then you woke up the next day, you were in a different universe, but it was just slightly different. So slightly different that you would never really notice you were in a different universe unless you remembered one of these examples. Does that make sense? Yeah. So every night you went to bed and every morning you woke up. Little things were different. Most things were the same. So you wouldn't look any different to you in your everyday life unless you remembered certain things. Or would say every morning you woke up and it's a different world and your mind has uh, been acclimated to that new world. So you wouldn't remember any of the things from the previous world unless somehow they got left in your memory, kind of ha- kind of like Westworld. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that's the real kind of idea behind this. People, when they go to that sec- second parallel universe, they remember some things from the previous one. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's as much go- as it can. Yeah, right. So let's. Uh, we have a BuzzFeed uh, Rewind article here, and we're not going to give you all 20 examples because uh, some of them are. There are really... hundreds of examples of this, but we. Yeah. Found, I just found a list, just a random list. So. Uh, but uh, I really like number two, uh, uh, the show Sex in the City, as I call it, because I call it Sex in the City. Yeah, I used to get annoyed with that. People used to do that when I actually used to watch it. And it's not sex in the city, it's sex no. and the city. I know. <laughs> and now I know. Because, like, I, I did not know that before I read this article. That really? It's actually, yeah. I was so amazed. But is it really sex uh, Yeah, I've never cared enough, I don't think. But I think I've always said sex in the city. But yeah. I don't think I've ever cared enough to, like, notice one way or another. Yeah. No. I, t- I totally agree. Uh, it's 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 really it's really interesting. What is one of the things you liked to lay on the list? Uh, the Monopoly Man. Yeah. Now I, for as long as I can remember, the Monopoly Man has had a monocle. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe this that it says that he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to. I want to check because I don't. No, he's always he had a monocle. And right. the thing I underneath it says that one... you might be confusing him with Mr. Peanut. I've never seen Mr. Peanut in my life. And I'm sure the Monopoly yeah, one had a monocle. The thing I think it, people are confusing it for is um, the scene in Ace Ventura Pet Detective When he wears two. the man. Yeah, and the guy yeah. has a monocle. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which he's pointing out that the guy looks like the Monopoly man and the guy has a monocle. Why was Jim Carrey 
pointing out the monocle. <laughs> if, when it was not there. You no, know, so the people who wrote that movie must have even thought that the Monopoly Man had a monocle. Think yeah. about yeah. that. That's crazy. <laughs> I was sure of it, and I'm looking at Monopoly boards right now, and none of them have monocles. He wears a su- pair of sunglasses in one of these pictures. But, but never no. a monocle. Yeah. No. Oh, maybe oh. maybe old school Monopoly. I don't believe this. I've been totally <laughs> Mandela affected. <laughs> I love that you don't believe it. No, don't believe uh, it. Look, do you have a good example? Uh, I think one of the better ones on... Well, I'll do the one that uh, kind of affected me the most. The, uh, people remember Sinbad, uh, the stand-up comedian, uh, in a genie movie from the 90s called yep. Shazam that yep. never existed. Yep. Uh, I remember this movie existing, but it doesn't. Um, oh, wow. I have seen a photo out there that uh, even was on Sinbad's Twitter. Apparently, he played a genie in um he introduced movies he was it was like a kids morning movie marathon thing and he Mm -hmm. was like the host of it and he played he he was dressed up as a genie in that uh Uh... so maybe that's where i even remember it from but i don't specifically remember that and but i don't remember seeing the movie i remember hearing about the movie coming out i don't ever remember seeing the movie i just remember hearing about a a genie movie with sinbad coming out so yeah, I, what do you remember about this, Fro? No, I, I, I totally remember <laughs> watching this movie. I read this list and I was like, really? <laughs> right, and was... it was supposed to be called Shazam, the yeah. uh, Sinbad movie. And in 96, there was a movie called Kazam, which mm-hmm. had Shaquille O'Neal in it as a genie. Mm-hmm. So, so people I think just the idea here is that... Yeah, it might be a little racist because they're both black guys, but um, it, it the idea in uh, Mandala effect logic is that originally in the original universe, there was a movie called called Shazam with Sinbad where maybe somebody went back in time and replaced Shaq into that movie or something of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. And My next. The, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. The, the one that um, sort of makes the most sense as to why everybody got it wrong was uh, the queen in Snow White. She yeah. never said mirror, mirror on the wall. But I know. before that, in the fairy tale, she did. Yes. So that's I think that's why people are confused, because everybody, surely everybody is a preschooler. Right. Was read the story or saw some cartoon adaptation of it, whether it was a Disney one or not. Right, or a live-action version or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I remember seeing a live-action version when I was a kid, and it said Mirror, Mirror on the Wall, where the cartoon doesn't say it, so that's where they're kind of getting confused, yeah. Um, another really good ex- example is Darth Vader doesn't say, Luke, I'm your father. And I mean, how many t- freaking times have you heard that? Yeah, it's the most synonymous quote from Star Wars. If you were going right. to ask the general public to, if you're going to say a Star Wars quote and ask the general public where it was from, that would be the one that you'd use to get the and right answer. And he actually says, I no, remember I am your father. Yeah, me too. Say, say what it actually is again, Fro. I talked over you. No, I am your father. And, and I do not remember this. No. And, and because we want uh, to hear this a uh, hundred and 
10%. Let's go to the YouTube. <laughs> oh, you want it's to? Three uh, minutes. Uh, it's three uh, minutes. We're not going to watch the full three minute video. No. Let's go. Uh, okay. I'll move on to the next one. Fro, you find out, find where that the actual thing is in that video and tell us. Uh, I'll go to the next Star Wars one, I guess, which totally blew me away. I was kind of like, what? Is that C- C-3PO has a silver leg and has had a silver leg since the first movie? <laughs> See, oddly, I knew this. Really? Yeah. I, I look at pictures and it looks freaking weird. It looks so weird of him with the silver leg. It does not look like... Maybe it's just like the production photos, and you know, in the well, movie, it's not about as it, noticeable. Yeah, the silver would reflect all the gold around it, so it would look. What is happening? I don't know. I think is it, <gasps> the aliens come for you, bro. We can hear that. Oh, sorry. And I'm being attacked by my cat as well. She's decided that now's a good time for a fuss. Bloody idiot. Strangely enough, I don't remember him having a, a silver leg. At all. I don't remember it. Yeah, it just seems like maybe... Like, if you look at it in the production photos, like I said, it's way more noticeable than in, like, maybe a a still shot from the film. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just the way the film was shot, so... But, hey, uh, let's listen to Darth Vader's not saying, Luke, I'm your father. (laughs) All right, give us a countdown, Fro. In three, two, one, go. Your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. (gasps) (gasps) So. No. I can't believe it. Search your feet. The voice sync is actually really bad right here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he never says, Luke, right. I am your father. He'd just say, no, no I am your father. So. Yeah. I suppose people have just put it together because to quote it, yeah. it'd take too long if you did the whole thing. Uh, the next thing I re- reacted on is that Kit Kat didn't have a dash. <laughs> Me too. I was so freaking sure Kit Kat had dash. You could have you could have got that past me. Like if somebody oh, yeah. was selling fake Kit Kats and they'd put mm-hmm. the, the dash in, I would buy it thinking it was a real one. Mm-hmm. But then thinking about it, you know, if you look at think about the Kit Kat finger with the name written on it, there's no there was no dash. It's so strange. Bizarre. Uh, we have more movie quotes. I think it's funny. Uh, Life is like a box of chocolate. It's never uh, uh, said. It's yeah. That's a bit of a weird was. one. Yeah, because got the, he does the weird accent. Yeah. The weird Maybe it's talk, whatever that. it is. Yeah, Hannibal. but he talks really slow. It's like you. Sh- it should be pretty obvious, but I think it's just a tense thing. Where he's saying life was like a box of chocolates because mm. he's talking about things in the past in the movie. Whereas if you're just saying the quote in present tense, you're going to make it is by yourself. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Hannibal Lecter never said hello, Clarice. Yeah, I always thought he said that. Me too. 
I remember that. So that one is really weird to me. He just says good morning instead. So hmm. it must be from some parody of it that I don't remember. So isn't it on the what was the next film? Was it just called Hannibal? Sure, Hannibal, that was yes. a more recent one. Yeah, yeah it was a more recent one. It. Yeah, he says it. At so the that end, was sort of cement it in your head that it was in the first one. Yeah, it's the end of Red Dragon, he says it. Oh, is it? Yeah. I knew it was one of the ones after. Yeah. <laughs> How about 17, Luke? Number 17, uh, Interview with a Vampire isn't called Interview with the Vampire. It's called yeah. Interview with a Vampire. A uh, vampire, yeah. Again, this is a little tiny change of just like, you know, tense or like a very small uh, uh, contraction word or something like that where uh, it would be easy to, to mess that up, I guess. Uh, one of the interesting ones for me, I don't know if you guys even have this peanut butter doesn't exist uh i i guess i mixed this up with skippy because there was skippy peanut butter here uh and there's jiff jiff peanut butter so maybe They're very GIF odd names for peanut butters yeah we Why have a uh, peanut Peter butter Pan. skippy <laughs> what uh i don't know why it's called skippy it just always has uh but yeah, I seem to remember Jiffy, but I think it's just me mixing up Jiff and Skippy in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think it's funny that they all even have it in American Dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably why they could have it in American Dad, because it doesn't exist. Yeah. That'd be the best thing to do, find all of these and use them, because <laughs> you can. The spelling of Fruit Loops is a, is a stupid one. I always knew it was Fruit Loops with... Two O's instead yeah. of like fruit, right? Because that's the way the cereal is shaped. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess that uh, always obvious. The, the one on uh, number twelve, Mona Lisa is smiling now, but people used to think she had like a emotionless face. This could just mm. be due to wear and t- like aging of the actual uh, painting. painting. You know what yep. I mean? I Cause agree. that kind of thing to happen. I think the last one I think is interesting is Curious George Never Had a Tail. Uh, I seem to remember a tail. But me too. It's me. I don't, I don't remember him having a tail. I always remember him having a, a hat, a sailor's hat, a, a, rain, <laughs> a rain hat. Yeah, the yellow, yellow rain. One. Yeah, the yellow That one. was the man in the yellow coat has the ha- rain I, hat. I know, but I remember the the monkey having one. Oh yeah, because he would take the man's yellow hat and wear it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I um, I thought he had a tail. Well, I think I thought he had a tail, and then saw that and went, "Oh yeah, it looks really weird with a tail." Mhm. It didn't doesn't look right. It's really w- weird. <laughs> uh, so, do you have any other examples? Luke, I think that was it for me. I mean, uh, there's some on here that are a little that aren't really that interesting, so probably won't yeah, cover yeah. them. But there are hundreds of hundreds but of you... uh, different examples out there. If people want to go look them up themselves, there's tons and tons of um, YouTube you videos. So I'm trying to. Sorry. Do you have some personal ones, maybe? 
no. This that, no? that was it for me. Uh, what about you, Fro? I haven't played against Sam. Like that's one of my big ones. Yeah, which we have already covered. Yeah, I was sure he said that, but uh, I think one of my my favorite ones that I still don't believe is true is is uh, about the film Piano, but it's it's kind of complicated. So, have either of you seen? Uh, the movie Piano? No. Years ago. That's such an old yeah. movie. But It is an old movie. But anyways, it's shortly, it's it's about uh, a girl uh, that goes to Australia. She's being mishandled and she's playing piano and she's blind. Like, that is the freaking story. And in when I was 16 or something, we read the book in class. Uh, um, in in uh, before we saw the movie, and I remembering having the discussion with my mom since then, if the movie was based on the book or the book was based on the movie, and I remember uh, like I I I still remember that I was correct that. Uh, uh, the movie was based on the book, and my mom still thinks the book is based on the movie. And we we check it every time on 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 uh, uh, on Wikipedia. And then I seem to remember every time, like it's fifty fifty if it's me or she is right. It's kind of a strange thing. To, to remember hmm. on correctly. Right, yeah. But well, I, I mean, it, it, that's something that you, you could totally get confused just by uh, overseas dates and things like that, so who knows. Yeah. But um, I, there is one interesting video I saw about this that uh, it's the most out there one that I saw talking about changes to the human body due to Mandal effect. He remembers your heart being in the center of your chest, and now it's off to the to the left. And like he remembers your ribs being connected at the bottom, where now your ribs are not connected to the back of your rib cage. Like, yeah. Like he had well, a dream that, was that he was all one. weird. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It sounds like he had a dream and he was all a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Right, I think a lot oh, of I this is just well. people. A lot of people just uh, mixing things up in their memory because your memory is not like a solid trap. It yeah. uh, will mix things up and cross wires sometimes, and that's what a lot of this is. Really, a lot of this is. So, uh, What about you, Tilly? Any other examples, I guess? Not really. There was only one, but I don't think it's a popular sort of misconception. But I had a massive argument with a girl once about... Um, it's to do with the thing that sterilizes equipment normally for health, hair and beauty treatments or tattooists use them. It's like what they put all their stuff in to sterilize it. It's called an autoclave. And right. she was convinced yeah. that that was the brand name and that, you know, <laughs> they weren't all called autoclaves. The autoclave was a brand name. And we had to be separated in a pub because she wouldn't let go that that was. <laughs> She just wouldn't have it. She was, so oh, I've done my three years at college for nothing. I was like, no, you're just wrong on this one. 
yeah. <laughs> I had to back down and say, all right, you're probably right. But, oh, my God. That was even though I've got. Even me knows you're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I paid attention when it was to do with stuff like that. You know, you could burn your fingers off. You at least need to know what it's called. <laughs> hey, talking about uh, strange things that nobody should see. Um, fucking what? hell. You love this show last week, bro? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. This, this, this episode of Haunted made me hate, hate, hate this series. We well, better not tell anybody, Fro, because snitches get stitches. But uh, it's, it's so boring. Now it's became boring. This episode. Considering the name of it, you would expect a bit more. <sighs> to be fair, I will be. I'll I'll say one positive thing before we get into it. Um, okay. The half that I watched that I didn't have to take notes on, I enjoyed one tenth of a percent more. Than the part I had to take <laughs> because you haven't, uh, you need, didn't need to take notes. That's why, right? <laughs> the, yeah, the taking notes the sucks. I was trying to be positive, bro. So just, just so we have this clear, is this episode two and three? Yes. Uh, no, it's not. no, oh. this is no, episode it's not. Two. Right. If you go last week. Uh, me and Tilly were on the Wikipedia, and on the Wikipedia last week, we even said it in the show that mm-hmm. uh, on it it said it was episode two and three. That's why yes. we thought it was episode two and three. Yeah. This week it came out that it's episode two, part one, and part two because it was a two-hour episode, but it's part one and part two. Uh, but uh, we're gonna go by the Nielsen's, and they uh, they rated it as one two-hour episode. Yeah. So, okay. Um, that's what we're going to go by, I guess. But if you do, if you go even there now, it does say part one, part two. So, yeah. and again, very strange that they would do a two-hour episode um, <laughs> in the second episode yeah, instead of the first. Weird. And so boring. Uh, this, we got that, yeah. Uh, this, did I again, last it's, week. It's boring? Yeah, Maybe? yeah, we did. Okay. I mean, they're more bored. It's not golf, but it's it's, it's stupid. <laughs> That's what I. Um, <laughs> last week again, we got eleven point eight five million. That was right after that football game and everything. Uh, you want me to go into the numbers real quick of last oh, week? Oh, please I do. Please I do. Have a few extra numbers as far as that goes. Um, it got a four point one uh, rating overall, which is higher than Raw or SmackDown ever get anymore. 4.1 is actually pretty high. That's a okay. 15, 15 share, which means 15% of whoever, all the people watching TV at the time were watching the show. Um, Holy shit, is that's high. That is yep. a tremendous thing. Right. Uh, this week, down almost half. It has a 5, <laughs> uh, 5.48, so like 5.5 million people watched. Again, this is a Wednesday so mm. you're automatically not going to have as many viewers on a Wednesday as a Sunday after the biggest football, one of the biggest football games of the year. Right. Uh, obviously, not going to happen. Uh, this had a 1.3 rating uh, and a lot lower of a share just because this was on a Wednesday. So, oh yeah, if you want to see football with me and Luke on Sunday, you can do that because me and Luke are going to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. 
Yeah, we're not going to so. care about the game, but we're going to watch the commercials and everything. <laughs> yep. You're going to do the opposite of everybody uh, else then? Just watch the watch all the ad breaks. Uh, there's a lot of people here in America that don't really care about the game. They just do. They go maybe to a party to hang out with friends, eat good food, and whatever yeah. else. I I think it said like Super Bowl is the third most food eaten on a day in America. It goes <laughs> think, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then foot uh, and then Super Bowl. So not surprised. Um, a sport yep. makes people eat. Well, yeah, everybody gets together. They all bring different dips, and you know, everybody. It's kind of like a potluck thing. You know, everybody gets together, and you're sitting there for hours. So you're just you kind of munching, munching away and watching <laughs> the game. Yeah, sounds fun. All right, let's get into the football. show. Hunted episode two, part one. Snitches get stitches. Uh, mm-hmm. We get our opening. We get our Brady Bunch graphic again, and uh, this time. Matt and Christina are crossed out from last episode. Yay. Uh, we get our opening bit, which is basically a recap of everything we've seen before. Uh, David and Emily and all that other stuff. <laughs> Previously, get, I, um, I don't give a shit about this show. <laughs> and I'll remind you that the previous episode was on Sunday. This recap was probably three or four minutes long to remind you what happened oh, yeah. two, two and a half days ago. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a so, lot yeah. of goldfish, uh, goldfish, remembering thing in this episode. So, right. I also, I, th- I think maybe the scheduling of it is uh, was a last minute thing, and so they planned on this being a week apart, but it ended up not being because of the game. It's uh, probably all has to do with scheduling, but whatever. It's a bad recap, anyways. So, <laughs> uh, we go to the command center. We have Robert Clark again, our main investigator. Lenny DePaul is with him. And we get, like, a re-intro of them. Uh, and they talk to F- Team Foxtrot about David and Emily. And we see David and Emily escaping again in the car. So we're we now we're caught up with the last episode. Uh, we go to Team Foxtrot as they're seeing the car drive away and, and how they had nothing on it. And we find out they're not going to go after it. And it seems like, like we said last week, they don't have any ability to pull somebody over. Like, they would have to have to follow the car and wait for it to stop. Uh, yeah, and see what they could actually see. Yeah, and wait for somebody to get out of the car and then chase them down. Um, but David and Emily end up getting away, and at Team Foxtrot, I found out, uh, Shadow Bilal, his real name is Muhammad Bilal. Uh, Shadow is, it's Muhammad Shadow is like his nickname. So there's a few people I'm going to mention that I, I did some research on and found out that their names aren't their names. They're actually just nicknames. Um, <laughs> what, like uh, Rye Fire, whatever it was called? Yeah, but we got his real name was Ryan Phillips. They don't yeah. – uh, Griff. Griff's is, Griff is a, a nickname. So uh, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, like I said, David and Emily get away in the trunk of this car. The command center – Says they need to reassess the info they have because uh, because obviously Team Foxtrot they think is not uh, in the right place because they haven't seen anything in this neighborhood. So David and Emily get to their friend Lamar's house, and David said it's in, David says it's in the middle of nowhere. He says it's in the boonies, and I put down, yeah, but is this house on Emily's calendar? Which we never, <laughs> yeah, because they yeah move on from here. Um, that calendar does not seem to be doing those investigators very much good at this point, but uh, whatever. It, it, is, it is a little like this. Like, Emily is so fucking stupid 
that uh, her writing down her her whole plan i'm i'm glad that they are at least not following that plan if it is like suddenly suddenly one episode we will get get that she wrote that plan to to put them off she's a genius but we <laughs> all know she's fucking stupid yeah, I don't know. Maybe that could happen. You think that would have already come up if that was the case? They would have yeah. already said that. But, um, but yeah, uh, we get our, two new feud- fugitives, um, which I, we haven't even gone through half of the fugitives, and we're th- three well three hours uh, into the show. You know, we haven't even done half of all of our fugitives yet, so we have tons of introductions left. Um, but this is Lee and Hilmar, and they're best friends. And Lee is a family man with two kids. Uh, Hilm- Hilmar's house was destroyed by a tornado, so uh, Lee took him in, and uh, he lives with Lee. But they're also best friends, so I guess that works out. Which was weird because it's he said I had to come down here uh, to meet up with him. But they lived together. There was some really weird continuity problem here. Yeah, really there are sure. some problems with it, this. I wrote down: Are they living together, or are are they not? Because I was really confused. Yeah, there was some contradictory statements in this scene where it was like, "Which one is it?" It doesn't really matter, but it's just pointing out that the show is bad. Uh, <laughs> back at the command center, the ca- command team is notified that Lee and Hilmar are on the run. And of course, I forgot to mention at the when they we get our "you're on the run" cameraman spot earlier. Uh, Lee and Hilmar are they? We find out Lee is an escape room owner and creator. Do you guys know what escape room? Do you have escape rooms there? Yeah, um, I've been probably one. like one. Yeah, I've been in one. Yeah, it seems like they're getting a little more popular and a little more uh, all over the place nowadays. Uh, oh yeah, there's it in seems like. One- there's one in Lillehammer where I live, oh, but wow. I've been I've actually been to one in Oslo, and it was super cool. It seems like it would be a pretty cheap, easy business, uh, cheap to get into. As far as if you're creative enough, you wouldn't have to spend a lot to get it started, uh, yeah. and it could have a good return on it. Uh, as far as a business goes, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be popular for a while. They'll, they probably won't be around forever, but they're interesting for sure. I'd like to do one sometime. Yeah, um, me too. It kind of reminds me of, like, I think it all came out of that movie Saw. That's really what it, those escape rooms just make me think of, is that whole concept. Uh, so Lee and Hilmar clear all the phones and social media accounts, uh, they, they say. And we go back to the command center. Uh, Teresa has taken, oh, has has her team looking over uh, Lee and Hilmar's phones, bank records, social media, like they do in all the shows. And I find out Teresa is, she's legit. Like, her, she's not, she's not a fake. Uh, she is actually an analyst. So, Lee, um, we find out Lee's nickname is Wolf. So his name is Lee Wolf Wilson. And the hunters think that's just hilarious because they're chasing a wolf. Because that's the opposite of what it should be. So funny. Ha, ha, ha. And they do a close-up on the whiteboard of him writing Wolf as everybody's laughing because it's so funny. Uh, they find out 
about Lee building escape rooms and um, Ben Owen says this guy could be really difficult because they think somehow building escape rooms makes you good at running away from the police. Um, wouldn't it be the opposite since you're in an es- whatever. Uh, Lee and Hilmar, uh, they take out all the SIM cards and stuff out of the, all their uh, devices and leave the house. They take off in a car. Back at the command center, uh, Ri-Fi uh, talks to Alpha Team and find out Ri-Fi, he's completely legit. This guy is uh, probably one of the most legit uh, military people actually in the show. Okay, now we get John Buck Smith, which they call him Buck Smith, but I found out he's John uh, is his real name. Uh, he's a U.S. Marshal. I got no info on this guy. I can't even find out if he's actually a U.S. Marshal or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, part of Alpha. <laughs> he's part of Alpha Team, and the other part of Alpha Team is Griff Garrison, uh, who is named Walter. It's actually Walter Garrison. Uh, Griff is his nickname. He's a homicide detective, they say. But I found his web- website, uh, thegriffgarrison.com, and he's a motivational speaker. So that's good. Mm. Um he yeah he was a he was a in the police force at one point he is no longer but that's true about a lot of these people so um, yeah the, well, if they're in the police still they'd be doing it for the police <laughs> most of these people are um, police or law enforcement or military of some type that's turned into either reality show or acting like they're they're doing that now and some of them been do, been doing it for a while but we'll get into it alpha team um, oh. Lee's uh, wife drops them off on the side of the road, and uh, we find out she's pregnant, and she's going to find out the sex of the baby while Lee's gone. And I was like, why? Yeah. Why don't you just wait why to get back? It's only wait. a month. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why you need to do that. I know why, because jerk. it's not his kid. It's not his kid. It's not his kid. <laughs> or maybe she just wants to get all the shopping done while he's gone. If she finds out whether it's a girl or a boy, she can like buy everything she wants and he won't be able to say no because he's not there. Honestly, I from seeing their house and they have Hilmar living there and they already have two kids the size of their house that we saw earlier, I kind of want them to win so they can get a new house because they're getting a new kid. Oh my gosh, yeah. that house is back. Um, <laughs> they get in a car with somebody we don't see. They drive off. Uh, we go to Alpha Team, and they're breaking into Lee's house. Uh, and Lee, this is kind of cool, actually. Lee has left all of his phones and iPads, kind of like laying out on the floor in front of the front in front of the door. And they break in through the front door. And right next to the iPads and everything is a bottle of whiskey with two shot glasses and a note. And the note says, "See you soon, but not too soon. See you in 28 days." The wolves <laughs> and. Griff Garrison is not amused by this. He's not super happy about it. We got a commercial break. Uh, and we come back for our Brady Bunch graphic again. And we go to Angela and Michelle, which we haven't seen this uh, week. Well, I guess not really this week. Uh, but yeah, Angela and Michelle have been running for a week. So we skipped over a whole bunch of time. Because the last time we saw them, I think it was like four days. And now it's seven. And we're going to find out they skip time in the show a lot. <laughs> uh the next yeah, people, how do the I mean, crew find Roy them? and Shelly, we skip like they a whole week. To. They have to skip. Yeah, I or, guess. I mean, that's true, but it would, it would be, be really boring. Even more boring. <laughs> right. 
Oh, did I mention so, uh, that I find this show boring, by the way? No, I think you meant <laughs> They've slept in tents overnight again uh, in a campground. Uh, and we get our di- a diary cam again of uh, of Michelle. And I think these diary cams... What are these diary cams? Are these re- the real footage and everything else is fake? Yeah, I've been confused about all of this. Okay. Not really sure um, because are they, are they just camp- constantly followed by the camera people? Because surely that makes them a hell of a lot easier to find. Or do the camera people have right. to go and find them where they're hiding? In which case, this is what I think. I think <laughs> everything in the show is is uh, done afterwards in post. They've shot everything uh, as kind of like what happened, but they're shooting it afterwards. And those diary cams, those are the only real footage in the whole show. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, but they could not be real either. It could just be the cameraman that we see normally is just set up shooting them, and then they put a filter that's his diary cam over it. It could just be it. Uh, so they leave this campsite, and they are trying to decide whether they should call home to get a ride with friends, because they're trying to get to their friend Robin's house. And they do this, when they do this, uh, interview with Michelle, I'm like, what the hell? Her eyes are insanely beautiful, and they cut back to Michelle again, and her eyes are like a completely different color and look totally different. Are, you, are those <laughs> contact lenses? Is that what's Probably. happening there, Billy? Okay. Probably. But they're like insanely blue. They're like the bluest eyes you've ever seen in your entire life, and they cut back to this other shot of her, and she's got green eyes. And I'm like, mm, this is a little weird. but That is weird, although some people's eyes do change depending on Right, it might be the lighting. It might be the things. lighting. Yeah, because sometimes way, mine have... look really blue, and sometimes they're proper green, already this, dark. She has like blue, the bluest eyes that are not even like the color of blue eyes. Blue eyes. I bet that contact. She does. Either way, either green or blue, she does have pretty beautiful eyes. So I'll give her that. Back at the command center, Ben Owens thinks Angela and Michelle may be using a burner phone, and they sit there and do this whole explanation of what burner phones are and. That you shouldn't call your family members if you're using a burner phone, because then they can just trace that the burner phone number back to you if you're calling them enough. <coughs> this never comes up again, because guess what? Angela and Michelle aren't using a burner phone, so I don't know why this is in this part of the show. Uh, because later on, we get somebody who does use a burner phone in the show, so this little segment could have been there. Not sure why it's here. <laughs> They use uh, a stranger's phone instead and call Michelle's sister uh, to find somebody to take them to Robin's house. Uh, Teresa and Connie, back at the command center, discuss intercepting Angela and Michelle's... Oh, in, interrogating, not Angela and Michelle's children to get info out of them. Uh, and here I found out uh, Connie Min is uh, a real cyber analyst, so... Uh, she seems legit, as far as I can tell. Uh, Echo team, we go to, uh, and the team is going to interview the kids. So I guess Teresa and Connie sent them there. Echo team, we saw last time, and Allison, I found out of Echo team, was Miss uh, USA Rhode Island 2005. Really? So, yep. <laughs> okay. And I would like to point out she's the only ground team member who is a female. So I'm not really sure what. Uh, I, maybe they, re- I think she's pretty. So. Well, yeah, she was Miss Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. Um. 
the team goes and interviews this kid, and they find out that Angela and Michelle have a friend named Robin, who we've heard about because that's where they're going. So Echo Team who? relays this info back to the command center. And oh, this kid. Command center gets oh. Robin's address and sends it to Echo Team. And basically, this scene is all just to show how uh, police and investigators can ask you questions that you you think are just normal, but they're really trying to trick you because they're being yeah. devious. And they're trying to read your body language and get what they can out of you without you noticing. And they'll use and manipulate your children, apparently, as well. <laughs> exactly. And they think they think this is just great because they uh, they get back in the car and they go, it seems like you got a lot of great info from them. Yeah, so, yeah, a 14-year-old children. girl getting interrogated with a girl I know. there as well. I, I feel I felt so sorry for, <laughs> right. for for the girls, and and they kind of give up their mom. So yeah, how bad would you feel, especially like uh. if she gets older and realizes? Because I mean, she's fourteen now; she'd be able to realize a bit, but whether right. a mom would let her know. But she's bound to watch it, isn't well, she? Well, obviously, obviously, she knows that this is all fake. But um, <laughs> the new fugitive uh, we get. It, uh, we go to, I guess, uh, what do we, it was last Echo Team sends, oh yeah, okay. So we get some new fugitives now. Uh, I think this is the last pair. No, this isn't the last pair. The uh, <laughs> last pair of my my section. Troy and Shelly, and it's spelled C-H-E-L-E. Shelly. Yeah, it's spelled Shelly. <laughs> I had to put that in brackets above her name that it's pronounced Shelly. Yeah. I've just written it down as Shelly, the normal spelling, so I remember to say it correctly, because otherwise I would just say Shell every time. But oh, yeah. <laughs> Troy and Shelly are a married couple from Florida. They're uh, an airsoft business owner, uh, which, if, do you guys know what air... It's kind of like paintball, except there's no paint involved. Yeah, uh, I've been stopped by guys trying to sell like airsoft experiences whatever it is where you go and with all your mates mm-hmm. and do it for an hour right. and every time they stop me and i just sort of look at them and go really you really really think i'm gonna go into a field and get shot at with things that would actually hurt quite a little bit like, i've been hit by <laughs> i've been hit by the yeah. plastic pellets and especially if somebody yeah. gets you like point blank that, yeah. I'll, I'll cry. I don't want to go and have a day of crying. I think the idea would be to uh, <laughs> dress up in like, co- co- you know, be covered good enough. Like I, I've actually been shot in the face with one at pretty close range, and it does hurt like yeah. really bad. So it really does. Um, but yeah, they also are insanely uh, religious Christian, uh, Southern Christians. Mm-hmm. So that right when they leave the house. We get a like they're driving away and the camera pans over and they have a sign on their lawn that says Jesus is the answer. Uh, but what so was the there question? are there are redneck religious married couple. That's kind of their typecast of, you know, reality show. And they leave uh, pretty quickly from the house. And we go to the command center and Robert notifies the team about them. Back to Troy and Shelley and they go to uh, their store. Which I thought was a pretty dumb move. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't just call their uncle to come pick them up somewhere else, but she calls their uncle to come pick them up and take them somewhere. And they leave with Shelly's uncle. Uh, back at the command center, uh, we get uh, Dr. Max Watchell, who he was in. A, the only thing he's ever been in that I can find is a, a documentary 
about the Aurora, Colorado uh, movie theater shooting. Was this guy was in? Uh, oh. So, uh, but he talks about how airsoft makes uh, Troy and Shelley quick to react, and they're going to be fast on their feet to decide things because I don't know because well, they because they everybody in this command people. center has a hard because everybody in this command center has a hard on for the military, and they think this yeah. is cool. that's really what it is. it's more that because I I mean you can be fat and own own a paintball. Right. Shop. Um, I mean, you don't have to be in shape. I wouldn't call either of these people in shape or quick on their feet either. So <laughs> no, uh, that's, that's another thing. I would never call them that either. <laughs> but they do in the show. Uh, but Rifi sends Bravo team to the airsoft, airsoft shop that uh, Shelly, uh, Troy and Shelly own to check it out. And we meet Bravo team. This is Chad Light who I find out is an actor, totally mm-hmm. just an actor, uh, wow. Army Special Forces. He probably was in that at some point, but he's been an actor for a while. He actually has a pretty big resume. And Jermaine Finks, who Department of Homeland Security, is in tons and tons of reality shows about guns. Like right. maybe five reality shows about guns. Um, so another what reality, reality? show. <laughs> yeah, what uh, reality well, some- shows? I'd have to look it up real quick, but I can. If okay. you, uh, and why don't you look that up for me, bro? Jermaine okay. Finks. Uh, so we go to Bravo team. Jermaine okay. Finks. Okay. Yep. Uh, we go to Bravo team, and they go to the airsoft store and interrogate the employee that's there, and he's obviously taking care of the store. Ch- Chad finds out that this employee may have a way to contact Troy and Shelley by doing the same kind of, like, um... Reading body language and stuff. Reading body language and asking leading questions to get answers that uh, you wouldn't give otherwise. Um, Jeremiah Finks? Finks? Yeah. Yep. F-I-E-N-S. Oh my god, bro. Just go to Hunted IMD page and then look up Jeremiah Jeremiah Finks. Chad, where was I? Now I've completely lost my front. Oh, right. They're walking. Chad and uh, Bravo team are walking out, and he finds out that the reason that the employee probably has a reason to contact Troy and Shelly is if something catastrophic happens. And uh, Chad seems to go, well, that's good to know. Are they going to try to sabotage their business so that the guy will have to get in touch with them? That's what it seemed like to me. They were going to call small he said, like right he just said he said uh they'll get in contact with, with them if something catastrophic happens right um <laughs> so bravo team thinks that Troy and Shelley bur- went into the woods <laughs> they're going to burn and, the house down <laughs> right the burn the bi- burn the building down and then they'll have to contact oh, them no. and then they'll lose the game <laughs> and oh. their entire livelihood um oh no <laughs> Bravo team thinks that Troy and Shelly went into the woods because airsoft. They I this was so convoluted because they're like, yeah, did you see all that camping gear and that airsoft? What camping gear? It was an airsoft rifle store. All that was in the shop was airsoft rifles and ammo. There was no camping gear. And they're like, see all that camping gear and stuff and airsoft rifle things? They obviously went camping. 
So they go to the nearest campground. How lucky that that's not obviously where Troy and Shelly went because we see Troy and Shelly walk off into the woods. Uh, back at command center, uh, Dr. Max, <laughs> Dr. Max is worried that Troy and Shelly might disappear into the woods and they'll never see them again. Well, you know, until 28 days when they walk out of the woods, but we get a commercial break. <laughs> Brady Bunch graphic again. Uh, we go to Echo Team, and the team is staking out Robin's house. So they're uh, they're across. They they um meet up with a neighbor across the street from Robin's house, and this guy, uh, well, he's the snitches that's probably going to get stitches. It seems like, but because um, he's totally, totally just like yeah, set up a camera in the house and uh, videotape my neighbor. What what a jerky name! <laughs> he's he's kind of he's kind of creepy. Uh, yeah, by he's the way, creepy. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, Jeremiah thinks is in uh, the really uh, known uh, reality show Top Guns, of course. <laughs> Guns, of course. Yep, yeah. and uh, and the really good show Top Shoots. Are those spin-offs of each other, I would assume? Probably. I have no clue, and I don't really care. Yeah, you can just imagine the type. <laughs> right. This no. guy, yeah, he, he loves guns. Let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> so, we go back to Angela and Michelle after we see Echo Team staking out Robin's house, and they catch a ride with another uh, big rig truck that's uh, owned by Michelle's husband. This time it's a dump truck. And Michelle says they're going to meet up with Robin. So we know this is clearly a bad plan on their part. The interview, uh, they interview Robin's mother. Oh, Robin's neighbor. Right, I said this. And they tell him to contact them if they see him. But they set up the camera, like I said. And the camera seems like it's hooked up to their phone, kind of like a baby monitor. Mm -hmm. Okay. The biggest problem I have with this camera is this is not not a real sting operation and you're catching people in the dragnet of a fake sting operation yeah there are people other people on the street that are going to be videotaped by this thing you know what i mean yeah so, yeah um, i agree that's not cool uh like all like we saw we heard earlier that all these people sign away the rights for all this stuff so that they can be in the show but what about all the people that aren't signed away that they're catching in all this uh well, they probably the have box. to get them to anybody that they featured in the last thing, like in the final edit, they'd have to get permission from, wouldn't they? So they would have had that discussion before talking to the well, neighbor. Yeah, like, I'm not even talking about in the show. I'm talking about just like they, all this. They still have all this info, probably all these video and somebody's on I it. Somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Angela and Michelle, they meet up with uh, Robin and Echo Team. Uh, oh right and we see Echo Team leaving Robin's uh, neighbor's house we go to a Brady Bunch graphic and command center Emily's calendar uh, they see it's talking about renting a car so the team checks back at the checks all the car rental places uh, for David's name to see if it, his name is on any of these rental car places and the, uh, in this Lenny DePaul says 
we're going to go and we're going to check out and see if any places like Enterprise Rent-A-Car or any other rental car places have David's name on them. Remember that he said <laughs> that specific rental car place because <laughs> he says this before they know anything about the, the information, by the way. Um, and Teresa tell, uh, uses telematics to track. Uh, oh, right. They find this uh, car uh, with David's name on it. Uh this rental car. They find out that somebody else has put David down as a driver. Uh, so they think that this David tried to rent this car using somebody else's name, but was stupid enough to put his name on it. And they tell us that Teresa uses telematics to track the car. We find out that telematics is every car built after 2010 has some type of onboard computer GPS system that the government can use to track you wherever you go. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> wow. Another reason mm-hmm. not to drive. I don't have a yeah, car. Yeah, terrifying. <laughs> so the command uh, sends the location of the truck because they have, basically, they have GPS locating. So they they know where it is all at all time at this point. So Alpha Team goes to chase down this truck, and Alpha Team ends up uh, where this truck is at an Enterprise rent-a-car product placement much mm-hmm. uh, and they're like I'm surprised they weren't like wow there's so many good and decently priced automobiles on the lot I wonder, in, yeah, I wonder what possibly made them be able to choose so quickly <laughs> from this vast array they're all so shiny oh, so shiny like my guns so uh, they go into the shop and they find out that David had his friend rent a car uh, at on this specific day with his name on it to throw off the hunters. So that's pretty smart. David's a smart dude. Yeah. It annoys the hunters though. (laughs) And this kind of, to be honest with you, Fro, this kind of enforces your theory that Emily may be smarter than we think because she wrote rent a car on this day, but it could also mean she just wrote that there because she's an idiot. Mm -hmm. Either one, but it could be that Emily's tricking the police. Who knows? Maybe David told Emily to do this. So, I was hmm. just about to suggest that. <laughs> right. So David and Emily are now 150 miles away from the hunters because they tricked them. And they're at somebody, uh, Emily's friend's parents' house. So they're far away now. They're doing pretty good. We get our Brady, Bun- Br- Brady Bunch graphic again. Uh, Troy and Shelley. And now it's day nine. We had just seen them on day one. And now yep. it's day nine. We skipped eight days. Whoop. Right away. Like right off the bat. Troy and Shelly are hiking through the woods now, and they make camp for the night. And I noticed they have some cup of noodles, which I enjoy a good Mm -hmm. cup of noodles sometimes. And they wake up the next morning, and they're taking a bath, and the graphic says day 12. So in between cup of noodles and taking a bath, we've we've skipped another bunch of days. Yeah, maybe they just (laughs) slept for four days. Yeah, that's Um, the best thing to do if you're on the run just trying to keep low. So they search the trails. Uh, oh, team! now we go to Team Bravo. And they're searching for Troy and Shelly. And they're out on these trails uh, near these campgrounds that we heard about earlier. We don't know if Troy and Shelly are anywhere near these actual campgrounds. Because they never told us that. Troy and Shelly could be in some other woods. Some other where. But they they're could trying be in to make a different it- state for all we know. Right. Exactly. But team, And we don't actually know what campground Team Bravo's at. Like, none of this is, like, nailed down so that the paranoia or the uh the what they're trying to 
portray as paranoia seems real. But Troy and Shelley see a van going across the uh, going by, and they think it's the hunters, even though it doesn't look like anything like the hunter cars that we've seen. But Troy and Shelley have never seen the black SUVs, so uh, we go back to the command center, and Landon breaks de- uh, breaks into David's email account by resetting his password. You know, using the security question, and they think they're pretty great for being able to figure <laughs> out his favorite sports team from going to his Facebook page and seeing that he loves sports. Uh, and now the team uh, has all of David's contact info. It does, doesn't come up again. Not important, at least to this part of the show. <laughs> Lee and Hilmar make it to a friend's house. And Lee is, uh, he sets up a fake email address. Uh, and this was kind of smart. Uh, he, own, it's a fake email address that they're only going to use the draft folder and they sent out a paper letter to friends and family uh, with the password uh, so that they can use the draft folder to pass uh, info information uh, back and forth. That's Would be smart if it worked out. Right. David and Emily, uh, they're at Emily's friend's house still. And they seem pretty confident that they're, they've, got, they're, oh, they've gotten away uh, so far and that they don't think that they're being followed. Uh, and back at the command center, the team uh, thinks they may have gotten to a dead end trying to find David and Emily. And they say, we just have to wait for them to come up and make, an, make a mistake. So David and Emily, uh, they get lost on the way to the next safe house where they're trying to go. And they end up having to use a burner phone to call Emily's mom. And Right here is where that burner phone segment should have been edited in. <laughs> yeah. That I talked about earlier. Uh, and uh, Emily's mom gets them to the friend's house and they get rid of the burner phone. So that can't be traced anymore. Uh, they the should have center. called the friend. Not her mom. Uh, I was going to think. I, I was thinking maybe they just didn't have the phone number or something like that. You know what I mean? But Yeah. Still, just quickly get the number. <laughs> The other thing they might not want to do is, uh, well, I don't know. It's a burner phone that wouldn't be traced back to that house. So, yeah, you're yeah. probably right. They probably should just call that if they had the number. <laughs> um, but back in the command center, the team thinks David and Emily are going to Alabama because that's where Emily's family is all from. And Andy Strumpf calls Team Alpha and Team Echo to go to this town to go look for him. And at this point, I realize Andy Strumpf looks just like the Bella brother. He <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. He looks exactly like the Bella brother from Total Bellas exactly and Total Divas. Exactly like him. I, yeah, so I would, you say that. They could be uh, twins. It's weird. They even have the same haircut. I, it's I, very strange. I did not think about that. I, I Of course. They look so yep. alike. The first episode, um, I, I was like, God, that guy looks so familiar. And then the, uh, a couple <laughs> days ago, I was watching Total Divas. And I was like, oh, that's it. No, he really does. Oh, that's, yes. Yep. Wow. That is so funny. Maybe so what... back with Angela and Michelle, they arrive at Robin's house. Uh, and the camera is watching Robin's house. So, uh, <laughs> But the camera doesn't really see Angela and Michelle. It just sees the car driving in at night so it's dark and it and echo team says they see the footage and but they only see that three people are in this car but command sends them to the house because they say oh they're 
it's probably Robin and Angela and Michelle. <laughs> so Angela and Michelle call uh, call up uh, Robin's friend who works at a hair salon named Kiki, and she's she wants them. Uh, Robin wants uh, Kiki to help the fugitives out, and Kiki wants them to help clean up the shop. Uh, to help, uh, I I don't know why they need to clean up the shop. I have no idea, but it's just like to barter so that she'll drive them somewhere is what it seems mm. like. Yeah, so mm. they've they've done mm. some work. Right. So uh, they they leave for the hair salon, and command center, uh, back at command center, Mike Cole with a Y intercepts Robin's phone call to Kiki, uh, because they've been you know monitoring Robin's house. And they know where Angela and Michelle are going and when they'll be there, basically. So because in the in the phone call, Robin said, we'll be there in 15 minutes. And they said and they know where this phone number is, this hair salon. Uh, So they send the teams there, obviously. Uh, Mm -hmm. Angela and Michelle arrive at the uh, hair salon and the hunters are after them, obviously. But they're sitting there cleaning barber chairs. With rags. And Team Echo arrives at the uh, hair salon and they see Robin's car. They call back to command and confirm that uh, Robin's car is in the parking lot. And we see Angela and Michelle say, I don't know, I'm worried. I think somebody might be after us. And then we go to commercial break. No! Cliffhanger ending. That's part end of part one. Part two will be in a little later in the show. Yep. And painful. This show is so fucking long and so fucking boring. I, I can't believe that we are going to do this show, but I guess we are. <laughs> it's, the, it's fun to make fun of because it's terrible. That's what I like about it. It's so yeah. terrible. It's but it's so just bad. so to and fro and to and fro and to and fro and to and fro for like nine pages. Hey, fro, fro, is, fro is good. Fro is good, but no one is followed by twos. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> we just have fro, 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 fro. Put all the twos. Yeah, down. I have. I have twelve pages of notes, um, which is more than I would have had for Westworld. Uh, I think one of the. I think the last episode of Westworld, I did like fourteen pages of notes, which is nice. a little bit more. But this show, it moves back and forth between <laughs> places so much that there's just a lot of spacing. Not so much like a lot of information in my notes. Where yeah. Westworld, I'd have a whole page that was just one scene uh, of the show. This is like there's twenty, there's like five or six scenes on one page of my notes. But uh, yeah, the show's terrible. <laughs> so, hey, have you it's seen true. a movie this week? Uh, no, I don't believe I have. Huh? I don't think. I remember. I remember someone promising. They were going to watch a movie this week. I know, and I looked for it on Netflix. I couldn't <laughs> find it. And then uh-huh. Blooming Hunted took me that long to write. Yeah. This is what so, we haven't told the listeners. We're, we're, I've made us late because of oh, yeah. Stupid Hunted. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you had a week to do that, Tilly, and you did it the last minute, Mrs. I know, but I've been but... really busy. <laughs> and yesterday, after the Royal Rumble, I was dead. Yeah, and I, I had to have. I looked after my nephew, and then I put dreadlocks in somebody's hair. Right, I've been and, really. And you, I've actually been busy. <laughs> and you painted some nails. 
Oh, yes, and I did nails, and I got given mm-hmm. an amazing birthday and Christmas present. A bit mm-hmm. late, but I don't care about the lateness, because it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you didn't see the uh, autopsy of Jane Doe? Uh, no, I've seen the first five minutes of it. I'm planning on watching the rest of it later. Yeah, maybe you will tell us next week if you liked it or not. Maybe. Although if I watch it tonight, I'll probably forget it by next week. (laughs) (laughs) Luke, have you seen the movie this week? Uh, Just La La Land, which uh, I've talked about earlier. A busy week for me as well. Uh, I was sick, got really sick, like the day after the show last week. And then we had NXT on Saturday, which... uh, wasn't an all-day thing, but Sunday was uh, rest, Royal Rumble was an all-day mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, uh, I uh, just saw La La Land this week. Uh, but I did see something interesting uh, as far as movie news. Uh, maybe you want to do yours f- first, Fro, and then I'll go into movie news? Or Sure. Uh, I watched uh, Lion this week, uh, <clears throat> but I was at the cinema yesterday, and I watched Live by Night. And uh, it's uh, an Affleck uh, being Ben Affleck uh, uh, in the Mafia movie, directed by Ben Affleck and starring Ben Affleck and screenplay by uh, Ben Affleck and um, actually having uh, one of the executive producers being, uh, um, oh, uh, shit, what is his name? Uh, Matt Damon? No, Titanic oh, Man. Leonardo DiCaprio. Thank you. Right. Um, and it was really good. One that really surprised me. Nine after, out of ten. Really good movie wow. from 2016. Live oh. by night. So that is <laughs> the two movies I've seen. And I've seen Jackie. Uh, that is also... Uh, had uh, some talks about nominees, uh, and it's about Jacqueline Kennedy. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. That does look good. Um, In movie news this week, I thought this was interesting. Uh, Sony Pictures, uh, Sony Entertainment, they uh, announced they're going to devalue their movie business by $1 billion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically saying that... uh, their movie biz, their movie Sony Corp, you know the entertainment. They yeah. make most of their money off of video game systems. Everybody, I think, knows that. And mm-hmm. video games, uh, their movie business is kind of the second second fiddle. Uh, but they're taking, they're writing it down, uh, which means they're devaluing uh, the asset by one billion dollars, which is not a small amount. And they said this is the studio. Uh, in the article I'm reading, the studio has struggled recently, including. Last year's Ghostbusters sequel, and a movie based on the Angry Birds video game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What's that name? So those... Angry Birds, by the way. What? Say that again. What's that named? Angry Birds, by the way. The right. movie That's that was an article. That's Angry what it says. Birds. I'm just reading the article. But <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it's crazy that those. It seems like that those are the two movies they're basing this on, uh, getting uh, devaluing this whole uh, part of the company by a billion dollars. That's like a huge loss. So, ghost. I don't see another uh, Ghostbusters coming out, <laughs> which oh, they, yeah. I think they were planning on. So, no, yeah, no. definitely not. <laughs> we really don't hope so. 
It's a movie news. Shit movie. Oh, what a terrible movie. You haven't seen that, have you, Tilly? No. Oh, don't. Uh, Okay. Let's talk about a dog's purpose. What is an ET movie? Are we here for a reason? Is there a point to any of I wish. Is this a rival? Oh. Better in the trash. No. And then this was me. Then I came I love dogs movies. Wait. It's a reincarnation now. For me, it all began with a boy. One of his reincarnations was Beethoven from the Beethoven movies? Bailey, Bailey, Bailey. The dogs were out for me. Whenever life got Ethan down, I knew I'm going to cry. I'm ready. During the trailer, I love dogs. Ethan loved it. Oh, and he grows up with the dogs. He shut up. They live in a small town. Shut up. I love dogs. Fighting over food. Look at how quaint this town must be. I love dogs. I could tell my time with Ethan was coming to an end. Good boy, baby. Gonna miss you. And then it happened. I was back. I didn't have a. I'm a girl. Oh, the dog's bollocks. He was looking. Purpose. I was needed again. That's a joke. Only we will get. And. And again. Look, Beethoven. It was Beethoven's was second when he was the puppy, mm. not Beethoven's. <laughs> hmm. I want to see this movie. I think it just made me cry about how many different dogs have we seen? Five. Shut up. I cried about times. I didn't know dogs were Buddhist. <gasps> I tried to make I'm completely unaware of that. Oh, it's his original owner. To this journey of mine. I think that's the idea. <laughs> I'm this is almost the James Herbert book, Fluke. Oh. Right, this is based off of a, a book uh, of the same name, so... If I, can get you licking I bet that was copied from James I Herbert's Fluke. <laughs> Even, why do you always have this dog with you? It's like a girlfriend replacement or something? <laughs> the dog's laughing at you. Dogs don't laugh. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, he has the dog with him because dogs can't take care of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I love All right, having a dog's a... purpose. A devoted to dog make your house smell. Discovered... Uh, what? You go no, ahead. No, a dog's guys. purpose is to make your house smell. Bro? Hmm? I thought you had something to say because you were talking. No, I, I just love dogs, so. We, we, yeah, you've, uh, you've put that out there a lot. That we, You've made your point that you enjoy <laughs> accompaniment of a canine a devoted dog discovers the meaning of his own existence through the lives of humans it teaches it to laugh and love reincarnated as multiple canines over the course of five decades the lovable pooch develops an unbreakable bond and kindred spirit uh uh this is not a real sentence so i'll just add a word in here an unbreakable bond with a kindred spirit named Ethan. There we go. And uh, I'm going to say this: if you if you hate this movie, you hate me. 
Well, you've heard of the controversy around this, right, Fro? No, no. There's got to be some. There is a big uh, controversy out there of animal abuse. On I was just about of, to say so. animal rights. And, oh, know. really? There was a video that came out a few weeks ago uh, of uh, on set of a dog being held underwater. But uh, since then, people have come out and said that that was... Not that that like the dog is some a dog that's trained to go underwater. It was doing what it normally does, but the video was very short. I haven't seen the video, but apparently the uh, video shows something very disturbing, and a lot of people were very upset by it. So, yeah, I, I don't want to see the video, but I don't any any film that has this amount of animals on screen for this amount of time. You've got to worry wonder about the animal. Just from a uh, you know an animal rights perspective, you have to worry about the animals. You have to sort of think, well, right, if, we know how hard and crappy it is for actors. How are they going to be treating the dogs? Right, exactly. Working with animals is difficult enough uh, when you're dealing with film. Uh, it's like one of the, dealing with. Uh, there's an old saying in like uh, the film community, I guess. Uh, the hardest thing to do is work with uh, dogs and uh, animals children. and children. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but if you go to the Facebook page uh, of this movie, it apparently is run, or at least is being very, after that whole in- incident, uh, is very being very well monitored monitored by the actual author of the book because he is responding to like everybody's comments on the Facebook page uh, directly. Like he's, oh wow, uh, and then uh, yeah, he's made a pretty big effort, and he says that he's. Uh, reviewed all of the footage from that day, all the footage that was available and says that the dog was totally happy and that it was just a little piece of video that somebody clipped out for publicity and that it was specifically their defense as far as the movie's defense of this uh, animal abuse. They say uh, that they're more worried about why a person would get this uh, video clip three months ago and then not release it until a week before the movie was going to be true. Released. Yeah. Uh, and the thing was that this person sold it to TMZ for a bunch of money. So of course they did. That person is not exactly the most, um, reliable source. I mean, uh, good person to begin with, right? They did. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If they cared so much about the animals, they would have put it out right away. So people knew while the movie was still being filmed. But yeah. obviously, that all they cared about was getting the money. So, here's the but thing. But I got a. Uh, oh, sorry. It, Go. Uh, Go yeah, I was just going to say. Here's the thing. It's impossible to find a, a bad audience score almost because it has a 74 audience score uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like no joking, it has 75. Right, but, uh, it does have a 34 percent overall on Rotten Tomatoes and a 3.6 on IMDb. And that's probably a lot of people just being mad about the animal animal abuse thing and not necessarily about how good the movie is or anything like that. So, Oh, there's some, some negativity about the actual film rather than just the animal side of it. Okay. <laughs> but I, I love... I, 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 was, I was going through, through um, uh, the, the uh, review segments... And and one is a half star, and it's uh, it's it's uh, the name is Fark, 
U R T. Yeah, and, it, and all it says is, "Why won't you let me delete my account?" That was one of the ones I was going to read. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's funny." <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> but uh, look, you looked on Facebook, right? Uh, I got one from a guy named Charlie Forbes. He says, I just came home from the movie. Uh, it's it's a Monday, mid-afternoon, and the theater was about three quarters, of the, three quarters of the way full, which is wild for a Monday afternoon in southwest Florida. The movie was so well-received, there was a, an actual real applause at the end of the film. I have not seen that in years. Uh, congrats, Bruce C. and all involved. Uh, Bruce C. is the author of the book, uh, who is... May- obviously managing this Facebook page very closely. So, mm-hmm. I got mine from Rotten Tomatoes and mm-hmm. Scott H gave it uh, one star and he says, a horrible movie with no real plot that goes out of its way to demand an emotional reaction using cliche character elements. It never decides who its target audience is and it seemingly makes up the rules of its world as it goes along. The acting is fine, despite some pretty bland and at times awful dialogue. Just an awful movie overall. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh... It's so strange because, like, if it's impossible, like, the half a star things are like from, from for example, from Malin H. I will never see a movie where there's animal abuse of any sort. Yeah. Like, that is the half stars. Every other is five stars or four stars on Rotten Tomatoes. Like if 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 there's a half star, they say only we need to build a wall around dog abusers. Like that's the only thing I see here. So I I was going to to read uh, uh, some of the reviews, but it's it's really hard to find something funny because all they talk about is the animal abuse, or they love it. <laughs> so is that your review from yeah <laughs> is that what you're saying okay yeah. all right well let's move on yes let's move on to Tilly's uh, little segment because you have watched a tv show we never talked about uh before it's called haunted <laughs> oh you're skipping something from skipping something on the oh sheet. i'm i'm skipping there's this thing that happened this weekend no no yeah, there was a there was there's... another uh program that was on television ah it was the royal rumble Rumble! it was we all got ready and we are not we are not allowed to talk about that but let's do it anyway yeah well we caught it so we're not allowed to talk about it yeah you know podcasting there's no other wrestling podcasts out there in the world so we're not allowed to talk about it never um Yeah, all right. Let's go through it really quick and figure out who won so that we can figure out who is going to pick a topic that we're going to cover in the upcoming weeks because that's why we do this. It's not going to be me. We know that at this point because me and Fro watched this together, so we kind of know that me and Fro, uh, that I won over Fro, but we're not sure if it's me or Tilly, so we'll see who wins. Uh And I know all. First match. (laughs) First pre show match. uh, The face 
divas on SmackDown versus the heel divas on SmackDown. Yeah. And the faces won. Right. Yep. Tilly. And um, that's what me and you said, Luke. We said that the, right. the faces Point had for us. Uh, ta- Raw Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, team formerly known as the club, uh, beat Cesaro and Sheamus. Which Luke said and me and Fro didn't. All right, point for me. Uh, Nia Jax defeats Sasha Banks. Me and Fro said that, and Luke, you did. I should have known. I should have had this. It was dumb of me not to pick it, considering Sasha Banks' injury. I don't know yeah. why, where <laughs> my mind was at in this one. I was just not thinking right. But all right, Charlotte. Charlotte Fair defeated Bailey for the women's championship. You guys both voted Charlotte. I was the only idiot that got right. for Bailey. Kevin Owens defeated Roman Reigns. For the U- Universal Championship. Yeah, we did, and that's what I said. Ha. All right. You Neville defeated right. Rich Swan for the Cruiserweight Championship. We all said that. It's the only mm-hmm. one we agreed right. on. I, re- I remember that, yeah. It was super obvious. Uh, John Cena yeah, beat Aiden. This was so obvious. <laughs> yes, incredibly, incredibly obvious. <laughs> uh, John Cena defeated AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Fro said Cena. All right, and Randy Orton uh, wins the Royal Rumble to get a chance at a match at WrestleMania. Luke got that one right in his uh, picks. Randy Orton was your SmackDown pick. All right, if I would have gone, here's the thing. Last week, uh, I was was going to pick um, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, yeah. Mm -hmm. Tilly picked him before me, and so I ended up picking Randy Orton as a backup pick, and he ended up winning. That's yep. pretty cool. And because of that, right. it's made you win. Because before what that, were we were all tied scores, up. Tilly? It was four each until the Rumble, and then, Luke, you got that extra point. Wow. And you've won it. So we were actually all level pegging up until the Rumble. Mm. So good My work, other Luke. Pick- yeah, thank you. I, I'll, I'll name what, what I'm going to, my thing in a second, I guess. Um, but I think uh, it was a really good rumble overall. Oh, I think it was such the, a good rumble. All the matches right. were really, really good, oh. and it was a fun show. Probably one of the funnest WWE shows we watched in a while, and a great oh, yeah. Skype call uh, with everybody that was there. So uh, it was fun. Um, and I guess what I, I have... A couple, I, I had like a few ideas and I'm like, I don't know what I want to go with. My first thought was I want to do the second half of the game just to be, just to like stick it to Tilly. <laughs> that was my first thought. And then I was like, no, nah, I won't do that. And then I was like, maybe I'll do Surf's Up 2, Wave Mania. But no, uh, you know, that segment totally failed last time, like went off yeah. a cliff. And I looked at a, our uh, list and I was like, Ancient Giants sounds pretty good. Maybe I'll do Ancient Giants. Ancient Giants. But I thought, you know, we haven't done it in a while. A tournament. We haven't done a tournament in a while, have we? Oh, no. Yeah. So I want to do a weirdest sports tournament, but I'm going to put a little (laughs) twist on it. Okay. It has to be the weirdest sport that's funnest to watch. Okay. Does that make sense? So Mm -hmm. golf, for instance, might be, golf's not really that weird. It might be like a two or a three on the weird scale but fun to watch it's going to be on like a one whereas competitive tickling probably a nine or a ten on the weird scale but fun to watch probably down in a two 
You know what I mean? And you want yeah. yours to be weird but fun to watch. So it's got to be like a 10 in both of those areas. Does it have to be an active sport that are doing now? Or can it be a sport that they did in the 80s, From history? for example? Yeah. Uh, let's keep it within... Uh, uh, can't be before the 1900s. Let's say that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there okay. has to be video of it. Yes. Otherwise, you yes. can't watch it. Yes. Sure. Yes. That's, yes. I'm yes. fine with that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that is the topic I'm going to pick. Cool beans. He says I'm going to have to go and uh, look at some weird Japanese websites. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do that next week, actually. Already. So. Get ready right, so to nobody's get our got an eye on my uh, browser history. <laughs> it's going to get weird. <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. Uh, but hey, Tilly, you uh, watched some TV this week, and we talked about a little show called Haunted. I think and I it... wrote some TV this week. Jesus. <laughs> it is the best <laughs> show ever. Let's talk, talk about. Talk about the most boring show we watched this show, uh, week. To be fair, I don't find it that bad if I'm not taking notes. <laughs> uh, I can the sit and watch it. that you are. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we left off where um, we were on the cliffhanger of where Michelle and Angela are going to get caught, even <clears> though <throat> the hunters have found the car and the salon that they're in, and they're all paranoid. So they're surrounding the salon, right? Yeah, they're surrounding and they're, they've got all cameras on them and eyes on them. Um, they've already checked that it's the right car, haven't they? They've confirmed it. Yep. Yeah. Um, basically, at this point, they just go in and... Uh, or Right, they the uh, two ladies uh, run out, right? And, yeah, well, the what's she called? Yeah. The woman that owns the salon. She goes out first, has a look, and they go, oh, there's a lookout, and then they're waiting. And then she goes back in again talks to them and says, you know, we're clear, we're clear, it's fine. And either Andrew or Michelle, I can't remember which one, says, um, you know, is the car door open? No, you always go and open it. So she goes and opens the car door and they leg it with all their bags and everything, run to the car, put their bags in the boot. I didn't understand this bit. Why are they putting the bags in the trunk of the car? Surely that, if you're running... Well, they didn't see the... Yeah, they no, but if you're running to save yet, time, so. you just jump right, in the car exactly. with your bags on your lap. You can hide behind them at least in the face. <laughs> and yeah, so I they... thought they said, uh, they said we're going to go out the back. So I figured the car was out back, maybe in the alleyway. No, they yeah, meant no. we're going to go out back and then run out run down the side the of the building instead of running out the front door. Like what? It's so, it was so so strange. Roundabout. Yeah. yeah, with big camping backpacks as well coming out the back of the salon. Right. It doesn't look dodgy at all. So, yeah, they're in, they get to the car and the hunters get the go-ahead to get out and go. And they just run up to the car and knock on the window and say, oh, you've, you've been caught, get out of the car. So they do. Robin gets out first and then they make physical contact with the, um, the targets. And which one is it that's got the child? Is it Michelle or Angela? It's got the 14-year-old girl. Well, they both have kids, but the, I think the girl was Angela's. Yeah. Well, then it's, it's Angela that's really, really, really upset. And saying, you know, she wanted to do this for her daughter. She wanted to prove to her daughter that she could do it. It's a bit of a weird thing that I you wrote, want to prove. I wrote as well. that down as a note. Yeah, I wanted my daughter to be proud of me. Is what she wrote. What yeah, she said. Being able to go on the run for twenty-eight days. Well, that's yep. not. That's not pride worthy. So yeah, Michelle and Angela crossed off the big Brady Bunch board. They're gone. 
no more of them. They were a bit stupid anyway. They're going to be euthanized after this. Yeah, this is it. They're dead now. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. Just carry on. We'll go forward. <laughs> so now we go to um, Troy and Shell. Again, the airsoft couple. Now, Troy's telling us that he's got lots of faith in God. Again, he's showing us that how, how religious he is and he, he's got faith that God will help them through and get them where they need to go. They've been right. out there for, they say, over a week in the um, Florida swamplands. But it's day 15. So that's over two weeks. It's over two weeks, right. <laughs> yeah. And they're in a canoe on a river. Um, Troy's telling us how hard it is, the sort of voiceovers while... There's a whole lot of voiceovers wait, 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 wait. while they're doing Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, but let's go back one step. They're in a canoe. Yeah. Where the F did the canoe come from? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Think point, about actually. It. We saw them walk into the woods. They didn't have a canoe. No. Did they, they steal were a camp- canoe? Were they at a campsite? <laughs> That's what I hadn't even, re- I hadn't even thought I that. did Maybe. not realize right. that. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Did he have a fold-up canoe in his backpack? Like, what? Where did the canoe come from? Maybe it's inf- an inflatable one. It was folded up in his bag. Yeah, no. Mm. It was a giant metal canoe. But, yeah, yeah. keep going, Tilly. So, yeah, um, Troy's saying that it's really, really hard. And um, Shell reckons that she should have chiseled abs after all of this because they're canoeing down a, a river. It's not rapids or anything. It's not like... Doesn't look that hard work, to be fair, the river bit, but the walking. Yeah, it's might like be. a la- it's lazy river, yeah. Yeah. Like float. But yeah. Float so summer. they're exhausted, and they decide to pitch camp, and um, Michelle was doing the diary cam thing again, and she's sitting having a moan, saying, "Well, she's listing all of her muscles that hurt and saying that she's bruised and stuff, but she's on what looks like the comfiest hammock I've ever seen." <laughs> you see, it's like. The material that it's made out of isn't the crisscrossy stuff that you, like, get your elbows stuck in and stuff. Right, it's, right, right. You know, it's a really nice hammock. This is where I wondered where they yeah, got they the make... hammocks from. I didn't think about the oh, canoe. <laughs> look up camping hammocks, and they have some really cool camping hammocks out there that, like, some of them even have, like, a tent on top of it, and you put it up in a tree. Like, yeah. I've seen the, cool. the tents that you can suspend. Yeah, yeah. I want one. It's a bit hard in festivals because you don't really camp in trees. <laughs> But yeah, so she's um, sitting on the hammock doing the diary cam thing, and she needs to air out her heel, but they don't say what's wrong with it. I'm, I've guessed blisters, because she's got a big fat heel that she's right, dipping in the water or something. Yeah, right. but they don't say what it is. They're just, oh my heel, I'm going to have to let it air out. So the foot's falling off. Or something. It never goes anywhere, by the way. We never yeah. see it, or it never goes anywhere. Okay, no, she's going. not even limping or anything later on. Um, then we go to the command centre. All the hunters are discussing new strategies. And Steve Masterson, the formal naval intelligence officer, thinks that they're out on foot in the wild, and he's right. And uh, Teresa suggests that they put up posters and hand them out in the general area, the wanted posters with their faces in things um she also right, suggests in the, in the do parks it. right yeah but she also suggests the parks that they got media. to because of 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 all the camping gear that was in the guns <laughs> the <airsoft shop. laughs> by yeah. the way just to remind you <laughs> <sighs> so yeah she suggests that and then she also suggests um putting a wanted poster up on their social media pages facebook and things um they 
head guy in charge, whose name I've kept missing. Robert. Uh, Robert. Okay, I've called him Bossman, yep. so that's that's nearly close. That works. Um, yeah, he says to do the social media idea first, because I'm guessing because you don't actually need loads of people standing around giving people things and putting things up. Um, Again, Teresa tells doesn't this have you get like doesn't this on their social media? Doesn't that instantly put other people in uh, get caught up in this thing? You know what yeah. I mean? That aren't involved in it, that haven't... Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. Very suspicious to me. And yeah, um, so Teresa starts explaining that often when she's stuck on a case, she'll ask to take control of the target's Facebook account and they post a wanted poster through their account. And they're not actually... It looks like they're wanting people to rat them out, but they're not actually doing that. They're looking for the... So then they can use the, those people thinking that they might contact them so it's another a bit of more trickery on their part that they're letting us know about um back in the wilderness with troy and shell shelly shell troy and the woman with the heel that hurts um, <laughs> <laughs> they're packing all their stuff and troy all these guys do is moan pretty much um troy's telling us that it's way harder than you'd think and that you know don't don't say anything about it until you've tried it. It's really, really taking it out of us. And Shelley tells us that everything stinks and she's all grungy and bruised up. So they're going to try and find someone to help. Troy says something about if they get up to 200 and they can find somebody and use their phone on the way. I don't know what 200 or the 200 I think he or... was talking about like a, like a road. Is that right, okay. what he was saying? Like a, yeah, the name of a road. So, yeah, they're going to head there, and on the way, they want to find somebody and use their phone. Um, Shelley's hoping that she's going to get some southern hospitality, and uh, she does the diary cam thing again. She's, I think she's the main diary camera. She's like the... the and we get one. a lot of Emily, too. Emily, uh, yeah, we get a lot of Emily. Oh, yeah. I think Emily... I mean, it seems like... Yeah, it seems like the ladies get a lot more diary cam time, because there were... A, Earlier in the one I was doing, uh, Michelle, I mentioned she got a diary cam too. So. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Sorry. Yeah. Fro. So, yeah. <laughs> so Shelly's talking to diary cam. Fro. Uh -huh. Oh. <laughs> it's got to, you got to do it once every show. I think it's your new gimmick, Fro. All right. Yeah, keep going. Well, so, um, Shelly's hoping to get southern hospitality and she's sitting talking to the, the diary cam and saying that she wants to call somebody from home and get them to come and pick them up and get them out of dodge which instantly to me like, what are you doing ring somebody from home when you've just gone really far away from home what are you why <laughs> um, and then we go to them in their canoe again and they're going down oh did you miss the part uh we kind of maybe you mentioned it maybe i was wasn't listening uh, but the part where the people they get the phone from, the guy goes, have you ever seen Deliverance? We've not got there yet. We haven't oh, got okay. there yet, Luke. So I, thought, no. I thought that's what you were talking about. <laughs> no, they, no, they paddle up, up or down river a bit first until uh, they oh, find okay. the My bad. public Sorry. park. And uh, they decide to park the boat, as they say. They say, pull up here. So they, they pull up and park the boat. Um, and they get out and walk up to a parked car, the only parked car that's there. And it's right in, like, prime location. Um, Shelley borrows the lady's phone. And um, they 
say okay so she calls a friend and this is when the guy asked them where they're headed and said so i paused it and wrote it down because it had the little because he's got an accent <laughs> you ain't never Alex. seen that movie deliverance has you has you that's what he yeah. says oh my god oh, it's so funny it's so funny has you yeah oh. so then we, we see troy looking very worried um shell calls mandy for help mandy's in brandon and would have to tra- travel down to where they are in Dunellen. I don't know where any of these places are, but apparently it's an hour and 40 minutes away. So, yeah, you know, they've, they've got to sit. Yeah. Um, Mandy also tells them about the wanted poster and pretty much announces, well, she does announce that they're on the run and everything that's going on while they're on speakerphone in front of the guy right. that's just said about deliverance. <laughs> I, exactly. Why is she on speakerphone talking yeah. to her secret? secret person she's talking to and I, this is what i was thinking and I, I read a little bit on this um the british version had all these rules that the uh the fugitives had to follow one specific rule was they couldn't stay in one place for a certain amount of time but... and an, i'm thinking that maybe another one was you can't maybe they had to talk on on speakerphone all the time in the show like maybe there's all these rules that are for the hunters or the fugitives i mean that we don't know about is what I'm yeah, thinking. Probably. But again, it's probably all fake. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. All right, so all of this is being announced and uh, we cut to shots of the strangers sort of looking at each other in a kind of, what, they're on the run? There's a reward? Kind of way. Um, they finish the phone call with Mandy and Troy tells Shelley to just give them their phone so they can get on their way and sort of rushes her to get rid of the phone to the people and so they can leg it because obviously a bit of a bad situation now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very, very stressed and he says that they've got to go for the burn and get going. Uh, Shelley tells him that um, she doesn't trust that guy for nothing and um, talks, when she's talking to Troy, she starts with a, damn it, they posted on Facebook and Troy's like, well, yeah, we, we knew that had happened and Shelley points out very clearly that you know she didn't want it announced in front of complete strangers and just burst into tears and starts crying um we now jump to marietta georgia with best friends arif and iman imad um and and i'm instantly worried when this happens yeah yeah me too (laughs) so that yeah they're it's during a family visit cameraman knocks on their door and tells them that they're on their run instantly they start running around this is somebody else's house. Now, this is something that I, I sort of picked up on. They're both at a family friend's house, and they start grabbing all of their gear from this house. What? They just Why had is it, it with there? them. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, you got camping gear, haven't you? Like, where's that? Oh, it's upstairs. Okay, I'll go and get it. Weird. Um, so yeah, they spring into action. Arif asks for camping gear, and he's told to go upstairs. Um, and then they do an interview, sort of sit-down interview with them, telling them about telling us about themselves. Apparently, they met in Indiana because they were the only Muslims in around the what, twenty-eight to thirty miles radius. Because apparently, there weren't many Muslims where they're Probably from. In, in the what? What a talking. surprise! Yeah, <laughs> not many Muslims in Indiana. <laughs> what a surprise! Hmm. And during all this, we're cutting from the interview into them running around trying to get ready, then back to the interview thing, then 
background to right. them getting ready. While they're getting ready, um, everything in the held... show happens all at once. Like, yeah, when we're talking about things in order, nothing happens in order in the show. It all is like mashed together in a blender and then laid out onto a plate, and then that's thrown into an oven and then chopped up again and then put back together. <laughs> yeah, and then eaten and then thrown up again. Right, that's the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've now got um, Arif sitting on his own doing the interview thing. Um, he explains he's a marketing consultant and his family are very pro- professional. His dad's a surgeon, his brother's a surgeon, his sister's an architect. And he's not that... And he puts on a stereotypical Pakistani accent, which I am not going to try and do. Um, it says that he's not that perfect Pakistani boy with his perfect wife. Um right. And sort of basically trying to say that he's not like the rest. He of looks his like family. a gamer. He yeah, he looks he does. like a gamer kid is what he looks like to me. But mm. they definitely look like if you had an issue with your Xbox, you could pop round and yeah, you, know, you know about this. Have a look. Um, Imad asks Arif if he's cleared the browser cache, and uh, Arif tells us that he's trying to delete all the information on them, the whole footprint, and yeah, he raised his footprint. I think is what he's wanted to say, what he said. Um, Arif explains to us that he isn't trying to be a poster child for his race or religion. Uh, he's American. He wears shorts. He doesn't have a long beard down to his feet. And he's just trying to get a cheeseburger. But um, he thinks that doing this is trying to prove to his family that he doesn't need them to worry about him or look out for him. How how does this, proving that you can go on the run from the law, how does that prove to your family <laughs> that you can look out for yourself? <laughs> Like, this well, is you and your mate as well. He's not on his own. It's him and his friend. Out there. I, I kind of understand it in, in the way that, oh, uh, you've been on the run from people uh, and then have to hide. How easy is your life when you come home and can relax and don't have to hide from people? Yeah. Well, that and, and they are going to win a quarter of a million dollars. So maybe yeah. he's also talking about that a little bit. That would help him survive in the real world, wouldn't it? Um, and yeah, they also, this is when they reset their phones, they sit and just reset everything to, I'm assuming to factory settings or whatever it was. Um, we then get the solo interview with Imad. He's a non-profit developer and the COO for non-profit for refugees. Uh, he's been working with, um, I'm assuming charities or something over in Bangladesh, um, and he wants the money because he knows how many people it could help in the slums of Bangladesh. So I'm guessing that's the sort of... And he seems like a super nice dude. Like, he does. He seems, he seems like maybe one of the like nicest dudes there. Yeah, down-to-earth with a... Well, that's his typecast, isn't it? He's the down-to-earth one that's doing it for a charity, essentially. Yeah. Um, he also thinks that the experience will be good for him. Uh Arif and Imad get a lift from a family friend, which is Meadow. And um, we cut through to the headquarters command room, whatever it's called. Um, big boss man calls everybody over for a brief on Arif and Imad. <laughs> I love when you say big boss man. That's all. That's yeah. He's just big boss man now. Mm. Um, <laughs> I've put here, because we don't know her name yet, a woman with proper Pakistani pronunciation says that they have Pakistani names um, with the surname Mirza. Boss says, um, time is of the essence and everyone goes off to do their work. But that that's pretty much the whole of that little... They all get together and a woman says, yeah, they're Pakistani. Right, but she says, 
She says, I think I have a unique insight on the fugitives. Um, what she means yeah. is that I'm, she I'm is also... Oh, okay. Um, Teresa says that Team Zyra will be taking lead. Zyra Pierzada is uh, an intelligence analyst. And she says she has a unique insight into their culture. She explains that when somebody is on the run, you want to know their background, friends, and who they associate with. So they look on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> What's her unique insight? Is the fact that she's... Uh, this is it here. They are from where Zyra is from, in Karachi, in Pakistan. She knows their background and is part of their culture. This... Oh, well, I've put this feels racist, question mark. Right, exactly. Because it's really it's like... like I'm from where they're from because they they're so different, and I, as a person that is from Pakistan, is so different to all you Americans. <laughs> These are two guys the from Indiana. Yeah. They're two guys from Indiana. They're English Let's speaking. Let's remind you they're that. Not, yep. They're they're not observing Muslims. You can kind of just for them joining up to this, they wouldn't be <laughs> observing Muslims. They're um, saying that because she's a specific na- nationality, she'll know these people better. Yeah, mm-hmm. what they're saying, they're more, they're more that like is so. In- it's not. It's not like a kind of racist. It's blatantly racist. So. Good. Well, I'm glad I was right on that one, but I'm not glad yep. that they're doing it. Um. So now we're back. We're on the road with Meadow. Um. With Arafinim in the back, she calls somebody and checks if the guys can go there. We don't know where it is yet. We go to Diary Cam. And we've got Imad saying that they're using Meadow because she's distant and it will be harder to link them to her. Because he met the he met her last Christmas at Arif's sister's house. And they've had no social media contact since. But surely if he met her through the other guy that he's on the run with sister. Yeah, but maybe he just met her at the Christmas party. Like, that's the only time he's ever seen her. They never exchanged numbers. They never saw each other again. You yeah, know, but what that, about the that other person guy? you see at a Christmas party and you never see ever again. Maybe this yeah, but the other part. guy would have known her better. Because we don't hear what um, how Araf... We know that right, Araf met her, it's, but... It's, uh, it's another degree... House. They're just saying it's another degree of separation. Where the I police suppose. are going to have to go through that guy to connect... But they'd be better uh, off with their friend's her. sister's friend. Rather than their sister's friend. I Do think you you're mean? making a really stupid uh, show a little complicated. But... <laughs> Okay. Well, right. anyway, I wouldn't had... want to end up with this lady anyway. She didn't seem very nice, but we'll get to that. Mm. Bit, bit sharp. Yeah, now we go back to the headquarters place, and uh, Zyra is telling us that here are two Muslim men on the run during Ramadan, and then has to explain to us that it, during Ramadan they you fast from dusk till dawn. Um, she points out that she isn't sure if they are observing Muslims, as in Muslims that are observing the Muslim faith. Um, but if they are, after sunset, everyone goes to the mosque for free food and you can sleep there because the night prayers go on for so long. Um, I don't know why she mentions this. because No, because it's it's it, it's not really a big thing in the show. And no, it's and it hasn't really, no, yeah. it has really to do with it. And it's really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, it's very, oh, here you go, because we know that you don't know anything (laughs) about Muslims. Here's the basic thing about Ramadan. Doesn't she even say she prefaces, I don't know if you said, did you say that she prefaces the whole thing with, uh, for me to assume this would be really offensive, but. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, she she doesn't know if the, yeah. Um, And yeah, she's asked by 
I, I think it's a guy that stood there. I can't remember which guy it was. Um, she's asked if they'll seek refuge in a mosque because you know they they can. It's Ramadan. And uh, she says that's a bit too obvious, and that the guys are smarter than that, and everybody agrees. Uh, so there was no reason for any of that. It doesn't matter that it's Ramadan. It doesn't matter that you go to a mosque because the they wouldn't go is, anyway. They're pointing out that they're Muslim and they're the Muslim typecast uh, um, amazing race team is what yeah. they are. So that's They're the what ones they're that the Trumpites really want to get caught. Basically. <laughs> they're from Indiana again. Yeah. Gamer kid from Indiana, everybody. <laughs> And yeah, um, the last thing that happens in this scene is Zyra telling us that it's it'll take a while to put all the intelligence together. And we jump straight to Lee and Hilmar. Uh, the narrator reminds us that they sent letters to loads of their trusted friends about the secret draft email thing. And um, they're now in Savannah, Georgia, laying low. Uh, they check their secret email account and it worked. People are actually writing in coded messages, saving them as draft, and then they can... Yeah, the clever idea actually worked. I was impressed with that. But that's why we stopped with them. (laughs) We don't get to hear. They they show us them writing back in code, but we don't get told what any of that means. I think from what I saw, from what they were looking at, it seemed like the people were just confirming that they got the letter. Yeah, and that they knew that it was them and everything. Which, this doesn't really go anywhere, but we'll get to that in a second, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. now we're with David and Emily, who are using some of Emily's trusted Alibaba hometown network to hide out, i.e. they've gone to her friends. Uh, Emily's on the diary cam, and she's really worried because she thinks that they may have made a mistake by calling her mama, because um, it may have compromised them, and that the hunters are probably watching her phone. So she's a bit smart, because she understands that that was a stupid move, and mm-hmm. that now they're being watched. Um, then we go to just David and Emily. Emily, um, <laughs> David asks her where she thought her mum was when she called her, and Emily doesn't know. I don't know what that bit for. Then, oh my God, she asked David to pass her the calendar. So he's known the whole time about mm. this calendar. He's been privy mm. to it. He's part of it. He knew about Wait, it. That happens in this episode. Yes. How is that? Yeah, she literally yes. turns around to me and goes, oh, David, pass oh, me the calendar. calendar. Yes. And looks at it, and, and it's it changes. the big, giant calendar that they yeah. have. No, in the... it's, no, no, it's the page, it's, that one it's page. The page. Well, that's they've what I mean, yeah. they ripped the page out, yeah, the whole page, they've just taken mm-hmm. it. Wow, I'm going to have to go back and watch this scene, because I must have looked away at that time, at that moment or something like that. But there, It's when the plane, a plane flies over, the camera zooms into the plane, and then comes back to Emily looking out the window. And right. David asks her where she thinks her mum was. And literally yeah. straight after she says she doesn't know, she's oh, can you pass the calendar? Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it again. Cool. Yeah. So from that big bombshell, we go straight back to the HQ again. And uh, Lenny wants to see if the ground crew have had any leads with Emily's network. Um, he realizes that David's got a game plan and a good one, and um, it's sort of well, if if he wants to keep making a zig when we should zag, like, keep playing, we're, we're mm-hmm. on his tail, kind of. Very annoyed, but still confident that they're going to get him and Emily. Um, and we jump to Echo Team, who are in a car. The woman, whose name I don't know, has got a camcorder and is just 
They're just sitting outside filming a brother's house, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, Miss, there's a red Miss Toyota Rhode Island drive. 2005 is, is uh, videotaping your house. Just That's cool. Yeah, yep. that is kind of cool. And, yeah, she points out a red Toyota on the drive with, um, and asks if there's a Georgia license plate. No confirmation on that. No, no nothing about that. Um, Teresa, back at the headquarters, knows that Emily's in touch with her mum and Echo Team drive out to go and interview Emily's family. So we've got more family interrogation going on. Um, the Echo Team, i.e. Griffin Buck, introduce themselves to Mike, as he calls himself, at a really big, pretty house. I mean, how nice was this house and the little gardens and all the dogs that they've got? I wanted right. to live there. They weren't the team that... The, the team that got captured last week was the one that were supposed to be the rich... Young kids, right? Yes. Yeah. This girl's just also rich. Okay, just yeah. making sure. But I think her boyfriend isn't, or wasn't, before he became... Right, he boss. was in a gang. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they ask if they can have a word with them, and Mike says yes. They go in, and we get the little name thing coming up, that this Mike guy is Pastor Michael Fox, who is Emily's dad. And we've got mm-hmm. Sharon Fox as well, who's her mum. Um, Mr. Echo, I've called him because I didn't know which one he was, whether it was Griff or Buck. So, Mr. Echo um, <laughs> asks loads of times about if Emily's contacted home. And they say, like, no, we're, we're quite stressed because we don't know where they are. And, you know, it's, it's a bit hard not talking to her. And he asked Sharon if Michael would be upset if she'd spoken to Emily, like, behind his back. But the mum's saying nothing and trying really hard to not give anything away during this we get ben owen the um british intelligence guy and he's explaining that when they're interviewing the friends and family they're looking for little nuggets of info in like their speech their body language if they're overdoing certain things um oh i think it's it's griff that she's talking to i've written here griff asks where they would go um and the parents say they haven't got a clue so her parents are actually keeping quiet, but giving Liar. things away by the <laughs> yeah. Um, they're really terrible liars too. They're, oh, they're they are. Oh yeah, the but at worst. least they're trying. You know, I mean, the guy is a pasta, and <laughs> not the kind that you eat with bolognese. Um, we go to the headquarters place, and they call Echo to see how it all went. They say it's obvious that Emily's been in contact with her mum and they reckon, you know, daily basis or at least every other day. So they're going to keep concentrating on the mum's phone now. And Are we they sure Griff's it's... not a psychic? Did they not mention that in the show? Because <laughs> he seems like it. <laughs> he may well be. You never know. Maybe oh, that's that his next reality cool show. Thing. Yeah, we find that's the big twist at the end of this. Yeah, <laughs> I knew all along. Um, right, so now we're Back with David and Emily. And... But I have a question uh, okay. before before you go on because, like, they they say they are going to monitor her mom's phone. Like, mm-hmm. how how are they are allowed to do that? But they actually said her mom's work phone. What? Yeah, that's even yeah. worse. Yeah. Um... There's so there's so much wrong with that because well, uh, uh, supposing that the mom did sign off of it, so, sign off on it. If it's a right. work phone, what about all those people that called that phone that didn't sign off on it? I, there's just yep. so much wrong with that. 
There really is. It, it, con- it, 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 I mean, it confirms <laughs> this big, big fake. This is incredibly mm-hmm. fake, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're with David and Emily, who are talking to Daniel, who I'm guessing is Emily's friend whose house they're staying in, um, about how much in trouble they are and that they think the hunters are close. David asked Daniel if he's noticed anything suspicious, because obviously Daniel knows the area, he knows what's normal and what's not. And he says he's seen two black SUVs, jet black, like a police or a fed, is what he says. Like a police or a fed. Um, David says that they're the same as the last place. Is it Sawani or some somewhere like that? Um, so he calls Adam. Town? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I think he Sorry. says Sawani, but I I haven't got a clue. My uh, geography's not great in that small in the regions. South? Yeah. No. Well, just in America in general, <laughs> my geography's rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably completely insignificant, in yeah. even when you live there. Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, so David calls Adam and arranges a different plan. They're going to go through the woods at the back of Daniel's house. Um. All right, D names. <laughs> um, yeah, they're going to go through the woods at the back of the house and meet David, no, meet Adam on a different road. So they, they decide to do that. David says that they need to destroy the compromised burner phone and then they get ready to go and set off into the woods. Apparently 46 acres of woods that they've got to go through to the meeting place. That's right. I, mean, I don't know how many miles that is, but... Well, I think acres. it depends on it depends on where the forty six acres are plotted, what length of the forty six acres you're walking, whether yeah. it's width or or length. So yeah, and they're who definitely knows not in means. a straight line. If it was forty six acres and it was two feet wide, then they didn't have far to walk. <laughs> yeah, you just jumped that. <laughs> right. um, so uh, as as they're walking, David now explains that the compromised burner phone is still on at their last location. So it should throw the hunters off the scent. But just like in the last scene, he said, like, destroy that phone. So they've missed a bit out there. Um, now we're with Alpha Team and Echo Team, who are both out looking for looking around for David and Emily. Um, David and Emily, I keep saying Emily, Emily, <laughs> are um, still in the woods. And they're saying that the hunters could be in the woods. Oh, the cat started again. I've got some percussion. <laughs> so, yeah, they're saying that the hunters could be in the woods and they wouldn't even know. Um, oh, hang on a second, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Bluebell, you're an idiot. Get off. <laughs> Go on. Lord, stop it. Huh. Cats. Give me a right look now. Right. So David and Emily, I nearly did it again then. <laughs> David and Emily are in the woods saying that hunters could be in, their, in the woods too and they wouldn't even know it. The hunter team is heading for the woods and there's lots of flipping between the hunters and David and Emily with really dramatic music. And, you know, sort of, oh my God, they're chasing right behind them. Oh my God, they're running away from, them. oh my God, they're right on top of them. They're nowhere near each other. You can tell. No, not even close. Not at so all. Obvious. And the Not dramatic music is, is ridiculous. It's so irritating. Yeah. Um, right. Now, they, um, David and Emily 
say there it is and start running and it is the road. Um, but Adam, the guy that's supposed to be coming to pick them up, isn't there. They're, they're sure Ooh, it's the right, right place, but oh no, Adam isn't there. And they hear this buzzing, like a, you know, right. a big bee or something. And um, yeah, they, they run down the road. They just leg it. And instead of running back into the woods where the drone they run out into a sing, clearing. Yeah, yeah, they run along the road that's obviously cleared oh, and easy to find. But so it's okay because they run and they find Adam that just happens to be in that direction that they were running. Mm-hmm. So, there was another way they could have gone. Like running away from a drone, they run into an open clearing to get away from a drone. So that's yeah. smart. Yeah. And, then and then they just, just happen, happen to, to be run able into, to get to it. Yeah. yeah. And this is so fake. <laughs> once they get in the car, they uh, start talking about hearing the drone and apparently Adam heard it as well um, the hunters found nothing David's really relieved and now we're back with Troy and Shell lots of it, we're jumping around like a trampoline um, oh no, it's about Troy and Michelle we've just had the big Brady Bunch thing about Troy and Michelle um, but we're in the headquarters the wanted poster's working and um, they're sort of getting a bigger social network of the actual the friends that they care about the friends that they'd be in right. touch with because people are commenting and this is where we get snitches get stitches because that's what somebody's commenting on their wanted poster. oh right on their wanted poster exactly yeah and other people are saying like don't, facebook has don't to have tell put them the money on this because we get a lot of facebook happening going yeah. on here. <laughs> not a facebook not a twitter i'm waiting for the instagram episode <laughs> And then now we actually are with Troy and Shelley. Um, they're in the park still, which is the same park that they made that phone call from with those people. So a bit stupid really staying around for that long because she yeah. said she'd be at least an hour and 40 minutes. But anyway, um, they see a car and it's Shelley's childhood friend, Amanda, who's Mandy from the phone call that they made off the deliverance people. Um they pack their stuff into the car and Troy's saying how happy he is to be back in civilization because they've been out in the world for so long. Um, they asked Mandy about the Facebook post and it seems that people are interested in the fact that there's a money reward. So, you know, they could be in trouble. Right, yeah. um, now we're with Arif and Imad. Which, they get out of is Meadows that real? Car. Is it real that they're going to get money if they bring, I doubt bring the people it. in? Or? Right, no. Okay. Um, yeah, so Arif and Imad get out of Meadow's car, so I'm getting to wherever they are, and they get into Diane Nalem's car, who's Meadow's friend, and head to a safe house, which is a farm. Um, they, use, they use an encrypted device software thing that's making them show up as being all over the world. So it's a bit of a 24 type thing. And well, and, and, and here's the stupid thing, because they're not allowed to go outside the world's, uh, like, their border. Yeah. Uh, and they go like, <laughs> we are showing up that we are in Belgium. Yeah, but it means right. they can't well, find nobody... their actual location, though. But, but they're not, all... going to, not going to believe that they are in Belgium. Well, no, but they're not going to be able to tell where they are. That's the idea. Yeah. Doesn't the idea matter is that you they... can't trace yeah. it. Exactly. And anyways, he's using Tor is what's happening here. It yeah. even has a Tor logo that he brings up at the beginning. Yeah, of the... I saw yep. that. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to recognize that because I don't know what it is. Right. But right, so it's just, it's just a web browser that does specifically what he talks about. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, yeah, so they were in Diane's car, but now all of a sudden Jason's driving. <laughs> I, I don't know who Jason is. I don't Lightning. know where he came from, but Jason Lightning. has appeared and is now driving Diane's car with them in it. And they used Google Maps to find Jill's farm, which they they really make a, a point about the fact that they use Google Maps. I think maybe endorsement from Google too. Um, uh, they have mentioned it a couple times. Bro, yeah. uh, we can hear you breathing, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yep. <laughs> um, Jill greets them to the farm with a, you could have come at when it was dark, you know, sort of thing, sort of telling them they're not being very covert. Um, and yeah, she I didn't says understand that, why she would care. No, I think well. <laughs> she wants to keep it quiet as well. She doesn't want people to know she's got boys there. But just I as she's so. saying about you could have come when it was dark, they're being greeted by the guard dog. So it's right. a bit like, well, I wouldn't really want to because guard dog. You know, um, Jill sends them straight round to the barn at the back so that they can earn their keep and hide. Um, and she said, this I didn't understand. I don't know what scheme she's got going on or what's going on. But she says that depending on who comes down the drive, they have to either be working on the farm or pretend like they're there to see a horse or like they're there to buy a horse. Yeah, because so I don't I, know. I, Is she I growing was... pot? I kind of thought that this, it was because this was in the south and some of the people that come to the house could be vaguely racist. Uh, so they might have to. That's what I thought it might have been, but I didn't understand it completely either. Okay. Well, I didn't go the race way. <laughs> no, I was that's thinking pot. Like I was thinking pot at. Yeah, in, I thought she was once. a pot farmer. I thought she's yep. taking in. She's taking in fugitives. And she's willing to let them work and hide them. So, you know, pot farmer. And, and, and I was like, is this is this the path? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that at all from this. I got uh, an yeah. old southern lady who is like maybe straight edge Christian kind of lady. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Who knows? It could be either way, I guess. It could be, it could be something completely different that we don't <laughs> understand because they don't really explain it at all. But. Yeah. Right. She could just be really bad at this. And she's just right. making it more convoluted than she needed to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're with uh, Charles de Barber in their HQ thing. He's their cyber analyst. He's got RF and Imad's phones, laptops, iPads and everything. And he explains that deleting things doesn't actually get rid of them. It just frees the space up for being written over. So he manages to find loads of deleted text streams with their emergency mm -hmm. phone number and all of their information. They've got all of the info on Meadow and everybody else that they've been talking to. Um, Arif and Imad are working on their farm, blending in and feeling secure because they're just, you know, working on the farm. Nobody's come to bother them. There's nobody around. Well, they're um, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, they're feeling free. They have free. really put an emphasis in the show about you having to earn your keep when you yeah. go on the run not sure yeah. what that's all about but because nobody's going to give you anything for free even if you yeah, do offer so. to split the money with them as if uh, yeah. right um right yeah, so they're blended in feeling all secure uh, they're figuring out their next move when jill comes quite quickly out shouting to them to give them a message um apparently she was asked to relay this message that they need to move on because meadow was followed up to north georgia today so they've instantly gone from having a conversation about feeling secure to, uh-oh, they're on to you. Nice and coincidental. Because she literally cuts in the middle of the 
thing. Um, right. <laughs> we're now with Lee and Hillmore. Um, oh, well, we're talking about Lee and Hillmore. It's done the uh, Brady Bunch. Here's the people that we're trying to get now. Um, HQ, they've been doing a mail cover, which it monitors all of the mail going to the addresses of interest, so all the people that they've found uh, linked to them. Uh, right, they say that the post office is requiring a letter that goes through the mail, and then yeah. and any then they, letters of interest they, they're getting. So Yeah, they get, well, they're getting... True? Is that true? Of, I guess so. I, believe, I think it's true in the UK as well. Because they have to prove that it's been through their system. Because if it gets lost, I mean, it could be anything. It could be a cheque for a million dollars or something. If it gets right. lost, the post office have to say, have to be able to say, look, we had it. We got it to this place. Right. And that's sort of exactly. their best way of saying okay. it. And then, it maybe, did and then from there, through. they could figure out who did take it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yes, you've said about the photographic thing. They've found some of the letters that they've sent out to everybody with the covert instructions. Right. Well, I say they've found them. They've found pictures of the front of these letters to these people. They've seen that they're the same envelopes. They're written in the same handwriting. They were sent right. on the same day, you know. To um, friends of theirs. Yeah, because yeah, they're the people of interest now, all of the friends. Right. Um, so, yeah, they don't know what the letters said, but they know that they've they've used that to get in touch with people um now we're back with echo team and they call lee's wife beth um she asks griff what he does and where he's from i love that she's sort of before he asks any questions really she starts asking him questions it's like yes turn it straight around on them um yeah she says that she hasn't heard from um Lee and says like honestly straight after it uh, they ask about the letter and she starts like stumbling over all of her words then right. we get Griff explaining that when people use the L-Y words like honestly, truthfully things like that um, they're usually lying because it's the brain trying to convince itself as it's telling you like no this is this is true, this is really true, genuinely honestly <laughs> or basically I just did this so apparently the, the L-Y words mean you're lying, which yeah, makes sense. I could, life a lying. Uh, I would say that's only partly true, but he, yeah, yeah, whatever. But yeah, he's going straight off that, so he knows. knows Honestly, well. I, I never thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't. Just watch Judge Rinder. Listen to him when somebody <laughs> says basically and honestly. Um, so now we're with Hilmar and Lee. They're in Kyle Simmons' car. On their way to the next place. We don't, don't know where. Um, Lee calls his wife, Beth, who's just been called by Griff. Um, she tells him about the phone call with Griff and Buck and gives her gives them the information, like where Griff's from and, you know, that they're right. on their trail. Yeah. Um, and lets them know that they know about the letter. Um, so Lee goes on to diary cam and yeah. he's really confused sort of saying like they can't have intercepted all the letters how have they found them like they only sent them to 10 people that they trust and he's, he's deeply unsettled and freaked out by it all because he doesn't get how I mean, they've i i would be as well because this letter thing was really good planned yeah i mean it was, it was really really smart all he had to do to really make it work is have two people write the letters 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Or have me write the letters because my handwriting is crap and it doesn't look. You can just type ever. them. You <laughs> like, can very easily type the envelopes. Yeah. That too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> put on uh, those labels exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Hilmar tells Lee that all of the contacts that they've had, all of the secret email people and everything, they've all been burned now, and um, that they're the most vulnerable that they've ever been. So Hilmar and Leah started, but all right. Worried, yeah. <laughs> um, Troy and Shell are at Mandy's house. They're enjoying the aircon and being inside, and they've got a bed, and they actually feel safe after being out in the wilderness for was it eighteen days? Something ridiculous. Something like yeah. that, yeah. They were actually was all bruised all over and stinky. Um, so yeah, that's just like a tiny little, tiny little scene there of just them going, "Oh, we're inside." And now right. we're back to the headquarters again, and Zyra scans the um, Facebook wanted adverts for any leads, um, you know, seeing if anybody else has commented and who else might be um, in cahoots with them. Teresa wants them to look more into Troy and Shell's likes and look what they've liked and who's liked them. And apparently the um, people that comment and like on your Facebook are the ones that you're most likely to go to or most likely to help you so that's why they're doing that and is that true is my question i know whenever <laughs> fro comments on my facebook it means that he's gonna let me stay yeah. in his house so, yeah. yeah i mean this is you know when i'm on the yeah, run no, I, I thought this was really weird because there's <laughs> loads of people i have no run? idea who they are really and i get likes and things but through this zyra has now found mandy ah that's where troy and shell are they're at mandy's house um, she calls Bravo team about Mandy and uh, Bravo said that, you know, Mandy's got a good support network and her and Troy have both got a good support network and they're going to go to where they are or try and find them and pretend, like do a covert undercover operation and pretend that they're there to help them avoid the hunters. I don't know how stupid they think these people are. but I don't know what this plan is at all but and oh you're being hunted so we're coming to help you that's our thing that's the kind of thing that tv shows do they give you a team to help you get through it after you've already been out there for you know two and a half right. weeks it, of course this game show has a lifeline option that we didn't know about so yeah uh, you know they, there's loads of things that they're not telling us about but yeah so they decide that they're um they're going to do that and pretend to be helpers, not hunters. And Lenny DePaul gives us a little explanation that in the past he's been in like loads of disguises, pretending to be like the telephone airman going up the poles and putting cameras up and things to he's catch all, he the said bad guys. In, in the good old days, it, we mm. used to go up tel- telephone poles. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you mean in the cliche days of like the 1970s when that was on like cop shows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was when he was on a cop show. <laughs> um, Team Bravo are now heading to Mandy's. Um, they get there and there's a no trespassing sign at the gate. So they stop and decide to ring her because um, there's a number on the no trespassing sign. Although I didn't see it, they just said it was there. Um, they call her to try and get permission. She says no because she doesn't know them, she doesn't know who they are. They're saying all this stuff about being helpers for the hunted people. Um, trying to confuse her, yeah. Yeah, and she just says, like, no, I, the house. Yeah. And she's like, no, I don't know you. 
I'll come down to the gate and talk to you. Um, so straight, Mandy hangs up, runs straight into the house to tell Troy and Shelley, which is obviously watched by the hunters. Um, Mandy's maintained that she won't let them on the property, but she does go down to meet them at the gate. They start with all the cock and bull about they're there to um, get them to the end, but Mandy isn't having it. She's, you can see straight through her that she's lying, but at least she's trying. You know, she's not, she's not giving anything up. But it's a bit obvious. She keeps looking backwards. Oh, and right. everybody at headquarters is watching this. They've got a camera set up on the dashboard, and they've put it up on the big screen in the car. Yeah. Yeah. So now everybody at the headquarters thing sat watching the dashboard dash cam thing. Is this the part where they say put it up on the big screen? Yeah. Because they say that at one point in the show. Okay. Yep. Put it up um, on the big screen. I love that. Then they all stand around it watching. Um, oh, I've just put that as well. HQ watch on the big screen. <laughs> uh, no, he, but him actually saying it, I think it's going to be a tagline kind of of the show. But yeah. Yeah. Me- oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Mandy's fiance Ian pops up and he tells Troy and Shell that they're here for you. Because um, we haven't been told about Mandy's fiance before, but yeah, he just puts his head up. They're in an attic room or something, and he comes up and says, "You know, oh dear." Um, Troy knows it's the hunters and they have to run. Um, so they're sort of having this conversation while Mandy's outside talking to the hunters, denying everything. Um, we go back to Mandy and Ian comes riding up on an ATV. And is it my imagination, or did he have somebody on the back with him? I'm sure he had somebody on the back of him that just disappears. Or it might have just been my right. eyes. Uh, I don't remember that, but yeah. But yeah, he comes up um, on the Maybe it was the, the Mandela effect uh, tricking you. Uh, <laughs> right, well, maybe. Maybe he had Mandela on his back. You never know. Um, I think we would have noticed that, because that guy's pretty tall. But wait, I'm watching yeah. him right now. And he pretty has dead, a little girl on honest. the back of. The oh, there AT- is somebody on the back of it. Okay. Yep. Good. I'm not going crazy. Um, <laughs> I would be more concerned if they had Mandela on the back because it's really dead. Look. Yeah. Not well, that it, it would be big. just like yeah. There's many options of ways you could do it still. Yeah. Urn, I mean, coffin, whatever. Mm. <laughs> All right. Continue. Anyway, um, while Ian's riding up on the ATV, I'm guessing he's doing that to try and create distraction. Because Troy right. and Shelley Shell, run out Shell the back. are running out the back, right? Yeah. Um, headquarters, big boss man tells Bravo to back off. Because, you know, if, if they're going to believe this ruse, then they can keep it up and they'll be able to come back. Well, clearly, right. it's not worked. They could tell it's not worked. Um, right. So, yeah, Troy and Shelley have been running. Dumb plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to find a safe place to rest and hide. Um, so they go off into the woods and they're just trying to find somewhere that they can have a sit down because obviously all that running with all this stuff um bravo wants to go and spy in the woods and then we cut straight back to this is another one with the dramatic music cutting from one place to the other to one this, yeah they the do other. this when they want and, to be dramatic they cut really fast yeah back, yeah back forth. and the dramatic music is so cliche oh god it's awful right Oh, it's only, and... I, i'm only calling it dramatic music because they've put it there for dramatic effect it doesn't actually right. really work no, it doesn't work like, at all. Oh, maybe we should just go look around the woods for some random reason, even though yeah. we didn't get an order to do that from anybody or anything. Let's just randomly do that, okay? Yeah, and then like what happens, Tilly? <laughs> and then they, um, well, Ian arrives on his ATV and manages. Well, 
he drives past Shelley and uh, Troy, and right. Troy runs Troy, after right, him, yeah. runs after him, going, "Hey, Ian!" waving his hands and everything. While they're hiding, he's running through out this on, field. Yeah, but now, now he's out on, in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Ian comes up and tells them, you know, like the it's definitely them. They knew this. This is going on. This is going on. I want to take you back to the house. And they don't think it's a good idea to go back to the house. Round about this time, Bravo spots them. Well, they spot Ian and see that he's talking to people. So they... Oh, I think they out. definitely saw saw both of them. Yeah. yeah. They were, like, right out in the open. So, yep. but yeah, they, they chase them down. <laughs> yeah. Bravo get out of their car and um, go running around trying to find them. And they're stood... Troy and Shelley are stood worrying about hearing a car. So they've got it on foot, they're not hearing the car, and they get got. They have been caught by the hunters in a bush. No! Yeah, they're hiding in a bush, and then yeah, they say they the tagline. 18 days. Uh, Your time remember. on the run is over. Oh, yeah, that memorable <gasps> one. Boom. And then you get the slow clap in, in command room. Yeah. Like we did last time. And we get the slow clap. Owen. Ben Owen explaining is that the British intelligence guy here is that secluding yourself is a good idea, but it makes you really, really paranoid. And that's sort of the They the should have just stayed out in the them. woods. Yeah. And if Troy they would have brought Shelley something have... to catch food with, they would have been fine, yeah. but they decided yeah. to come back in the city. <laughs> so stupid. Bring a freaking fishing pole, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> or a hammer and try and find some rabbits. <laughs> Squirrels! But yeah, so we we end with Troy and Shelley being absolutely devastated and them getting crossed off the Brady Bunch thing. Right. And oh. I didn't mention, we didn't mention earlier, but, uh, the, the people that other people, the two ladies, uh, Michelle and what was her, uh, Angela, Angela, Angela and Michelle, they didn't get a slow clap when they, no. cause it was the middle of the show. Well, no, they, so they didn't get a slow clap. And it was stupid where they were. Right. I'm so happy. It's just five episodes. I have no idea how many episodes it is. It could be more than that. Whatever you're looking at, it could be more. But it could go on forever. If you want to see something even actually entertaining about the show, go to the IMDb page and look uh, in the um, message boards section. There's some pretty great stuff in there. People totally ragging on the show. Yeah. Uh, and there's a it, find a post by a guy named uh, Ty Dolly from the United States, and he has been a member on IMDb since all of January 2017. Oh wait, that's this month. Yeah. That's right. And he says, hundred percent real. Anyone doubting the authenticity of this needs to read the rules and learn some basic film production. Nothing fake about it at all. The show's contestants have signed release forms allowing the hunters to gain access to everything without a warrant or any court order such as would be needed in real life. The camera crews aren't filming live either. The camera crews aren't filming live either. It's edited back into the show to give a viewer's perspective of the fugitives, but they aren't actually there when the hunters are looking for for them. There's a lot that goes on in a TV show, and those, base, and those with basic knowledge of the show knows this is real. You just said it was fake. And how it's and how it's being filmed. The rest of the show is pretty self-explanatory. It reminds me of Amazing Race, but so much better, and keeps you on the edge of your seat. Explanation point. 
And of course, then people <laughs> jumped all over this guy going, you are you a, what are you, a writer, producer, or otherwise affili affiliated? <laughs> you just joined IMDb this month, and this is your only show you've posted about, is what somebody else says. <laughs> oh, so easy. So everybody go on the IMDb <sighs> and give it a, uh, a one or two star, because uh, they're trying to bump up the uh, IMDb score. Obviously, the whoever is uh, on there named Ty Daly, because <laughs> the ones that normally would have there's uh, it's got a six out of ten right now, and it's got 193 ratings, and there's all these tens on it that should not be there. So yeah, yeah, this is the a bumpers. terrible show. Terrible right, they're bumping show. it up. They're, it's artificial. But uh, yeah, no, I I read the, it's going to be five episodes. Oh, okay. So. At least we are not going to talk about it for a long, long time. Too long, yeah. <laughs> I think that, we've already that, done too long. Like... That was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it, that explains it, though, because it means we're going to get... Uh, uh, probably we're going to have an introduction of teams every single episode, and then the end we'll get a winner, which, in theory, couldn't more than one person win in this TV yeah. show? Yes. They... Yes, 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 yes. Okay. okay. Yep, so... Moving on, let's move on to our uh, one of my favorite segments uh, going on uh, on the show. Uh, War with the Evil Power Master, Tilly. What Yay. happened last, uh, last week? We decided that we were going to try and help somebody. Yes, we rather did. Rather than going straight off to where we're going, we're going for the distress signal. We're going to follow the light beam to whoever it is. And uh, nice. we go directly into the action. <gasps> Flip them. Oh, actually, last oh. week, remember, we went uh, off to the side to go to the SOS. That's what we yes. did last week. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what I just Flip. said. <laughs> oh, I must not have been listening. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Flip though. Let's go. Somebody needs help. You reach for the door just as a white blinding explosion rocks the vehicle. The droid floor and it's synthesizer damaged. Sorry, my mouth is all dry. It repeats over and over. It's a very nice day. It's a very nice day. I thank you. Thank you. Thank Flipto. Uh, oh, well, that was the droid saying that, I guess. Flipto has been slammed to the floor to where he lies shaking, less from fear, you suspect, than from the force of the fall. You are in a heap yourself. You swim in and out of a sea of pain and warmth. The pain becomes so severe that you lose consciousness. When you come to, you hear the droid paddling on, uh, prattling on about the weather. Flipto is recovering. Commander, don't move. You're hurt badly. We'll help you. Then we have a picture of... Uh, uh... Flipto. Oh, is that what I look Flipto. like? Yep. Yep. And then you that's obviously ugly bastard. You got four well, eyes. Four eyes. I do wear glasses, so that's kind of true. You have a Three really fingers. early eye watch. That's like one of the older eye watches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the eye cuff. Yeah, it's really old. <laughs> oh, Commander, what's going on with your pockets? Look at your back pockets. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sitting in, sitting in a fire like a 
a fire that's been put out and it's just so, ch- uh, charred uh, wood on your butt for some reason. Yeah, yeah. it made it Something completely like flat. All right, you lie. Uh, you lie there while the two of them gather their own strength and begin to move toward you. With a rush of pain, you fall into a deep black space. Down, down, down into pain. Wow, this is a kid's book, by the way, mm. everybody. Mm. When you awaken, the first thing you notice is one pair of humanoid eyes and one pair, uh, one set of droid sensors pe- peering at you. Flipto speaks. Commander, you are seriously injured. Whom do you wish to appoint to command the mission? The droid Tonto knows the sector better than we. It is also in communication with Sartan and her forces. So why wouldn't we give a command to her? To Tonto? Because I'm Flipto. Uh, Are you... I think Tonto Uh, the droid. But didn't Tonto the droid just get, like... But the thing is... This work. is a weird one because he says in this, Tonto knows the the sector better than we. Even Flipto is saying that he's a better choice. Yeah, yeah, and has contact with Sartan. Who's Sartan? Yep. Uh, so I don't know. What do you? I, I say Tonto. I guess I think yeah. I, agree with Tonto. I think Tonto yeah. might be better, but I will say, I do think he might be a bit damaged and might turn on us or something. We will see next week. Right. Oh, yeah. He's damaged. I forgot about that. And I'm just I don't know bit... if that choice we made last time was so good because now we're totally messed up. But who knows? We'll see what happens next week. We will see. Exciting. Um, hey, do you have anything you want to plug, Tilla? Um, I would like to say a massive thank you to my very good friend, Lucy Parker. Um, Hi, Lucy. She brought me round my birthday and Christmas presents and... She gave them to me in a certain order. She mm-hmm. handed me a bag. It was a Dean Ambrose bag, one of the drawstring ones. Ooh. And inside it, I pulled out a black Wyatt family sheep mask. <laughs> and then I pulled out a Becky Lynch long sleeve top. And oh, I was so yeah. excited, jumped out of her a big hug and everything. And she said, it's a bit weird because I know they're all like three different wrestlers, but it goes with this and handed me the tickets for us to go and see WWE live in May. <gasps> oh, super, awesome. super so, cool. Oh my God, best presents ever. And we're going to go over and spend the night at the hotel and spa and casino that's at the actual venue. Ooh. So where, we can... Do you know where it's going to be? The yes, or... it's, it's the NIA deep... in Birmingham. It's oh, okay. not one of the live ones. It's just, oh, okay. uh, well, it's WWE live, but it's not one of the televised ones, if you know All what right. I mean. It's a house show. That's what I meant. Thank you. We, do, we, we love the house shows. And because we'll get a, house, I'm disabled. a British house show report then. Yeah. yeah, but we can't talk about the wrestling. Uh, well, I'll talk no. about the house shows because if no. I'm there, no, I'm going to. I have no beef with anybody. <laughs> they can have beef with me if they want, but I'll just cry. Look, <laughs> uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, WestCoastWrestlingConnection.com, I guess. Uh, go check out the show this week. Uh, really interesting uh, storyline happening uh, on there this week. So mm, I saw last week. I haven't seen this week yet. Okay, yeah. Uh, hey, do you like South Park? Hey, do you like to hear every single episode of South Park talked about? Even the movie? Hey, 
I have a podcast for you. It's called Sharks Pond. Uh, and it's a South Park podcast with me, me, and only me. Well, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe someone called Bill or Wrestling Man is on it, but he hardly talks, so. <laughs> it's my podcast, mine. <laughs> And uh, I am also uh, sometimes on his wrestling uh, podcast, uh, the third best uh, wrestling podcast in the world. And uh, the reason why I'm saying that is because it's a joke. <laughs> so, that has been everything. Next week, we will talk about News of the week, we will sadly talk about Hunted Episode 3. Uh, we will talk about uh, weird um, uh, sports that are fun to watch. Tournament. We will... Yep. Yep, tournament. Uh, we will talk uh, about rings. And that is the sequel to ring. And ringing. And other ring Joe already doesn't make ring, any sense ring you yeah ring you that was a really good, that was the best, <laughs> best one just watch that one yeah ring you uh, then we will talk about elimination chamber because that's in 14 days because fuck you that's why <laughs> not even 14 days at this point but yeah I, I know we're going back to that schedule I, I had heard uh, that they were not going to do it a, all through the ne next year, but hopefully we'll get more breaks than last year. That was grueling. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. And uh, they have the worst, uh, even the, the worst uh, pay-per-view of the year, last year, was, uh, uh, what uh, was that Fast name lane. again? Fastlane, yeah. Oh, horrible. Uh, then we will talk about uh, the, uh, the two picks for the Oscar nominations that we're going to talk about next week. Uh, Luke? Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. And, and, oh, and sorry, I will watch up a bit. Hell or High Water. Yep. Yep. So, from the UK, US, and Norway, this has been another Digital Citizen. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye, citizen.